It's showtime. Okay, Tokyo, South America, Australia, France, Germany, UK, Africa. Here we go. Head on with Bob Kincaid. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. Here we go, off and running on a brand new broadcast week. This is the Horn. Head on dot live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time, madcap, multimedia extravaganza that is the Horn chat room, the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, all time zones in between, and the Great Globe Round, and where if you do pop by and you're listening live right here right now you know the drill uh you will be greeted by the early arrivers and that means uh that means squeaky and ralphs and irish dave and anatole and lo and behold there he is the man himself silent r lamar Letting me know I'm still alive, thank God. Yes, indeed, we're glad you are, Silent R. Lamar. We are glad, indeed. And so uh, they're all waiting for you if you decide to pop in there. It's real easy. Just go to headon.live and go to ch- uh, chat room, pick out a screen name, password, jump in. It's all free. You know, no, we don't sell anything here. We don't sell a radio show. We don't sell a podcast. We don't sell access to anything, nothing. Everything here is free. And, and, and I mean that. Of course, if you're listening to the podcast, you're not listening live. And that means that, uh, well, you can listen anytime you want to. And if you are listening to the podcast, it would be uh, most helpful if you would be ever so kind enough to leave a review on whatever pl- podcast platform and Leave a comment, like each episode, wherever it is you're downloading it. You know, we're available at Podbean and Podcast Republic and um, Odyssey and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify and iHeartRadio, etc., etc., etc. But wherever you listen, make sure that the... uh, algorithm knows that you're listening because it helps to grow the community and make and meet new friends and bring new voices into the conversation. It's really helpful. And of course, every program here at the, oh, hi, I'm Robin. 
forgot that part. Sometimes I get ahead of myself because I'm all excited because it's a brand new broadcast week. And it is the uh, final full week of February. We'll have four days of February next week, but this is our final full week of February. And thanks go out to our 19th, 18th, and 17th day of the month subscribers. And that means thanks so much to Darlene in Connecticut and Don in British Columbia. Thank you. And thanks as well uh, to our dear friend Joy in Ann Arbor. And thank you to Charlene in Rogues Island. Thank you so much to Charlie. Charlie, I really do appreciate it. Thank you so um, and thank you again to Charlene thank you to Gary, labor man out in New Mexico thank you Rob thank you um, well that gets us to right so thanks one and all to our subscribers who with your decision to help out via the PayPal button and set it and forget it and let it happen once a month. Well, help all the plates to keep spinning on all the sticks and have for how's this for, for over 20 years. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, Randy Radar says you're also on Facebook, but I don't broadcast to Facebook. I'm talking about where you can get the program when you're, you know, where you can pick up a podcast. Of course, the easiest place to pick up the podcast is just to go to HeadOn.Live. It's a clearinghouse for just about every way there is to get the podcast and to get the live program. So take that into consideration. Happy Monday. Oh, it was a beautiful day here. A mite brisk. But goodness me, even here in the fabulous Horn Studios at the magnificent Kincaid Mansion... It's almost 72 degrees in here. That approaches swimsuit weather. Nah. But it was a nice weekend. A pleasant weekend. Uh, for those of you who follow me on Instagram or Facebook, I'm not sure if it went up on threads. But uh, we, uh, it was really, really pretty yesterday. And today, and toward the end of the day, uh, Annette was kind enough to go out with me into the into the yard. Still some snow on the ground, and we took some pictures for the for the campaign. Nothing fancy. I just got one of my campaign signs from the last time, which is curiously still uh, still applicable today. And it was just one of those sweet little moments from the universe. Um. I thought of our friend Claire across the pond when uh, when this happened because she sends me uh, beautiful photos of her uh, birding adventures as she walks about the English countryside. And, of course, my, my signs have a, a little robin on them. And robin splashed across the page. Designed courtesy of the one and only Tara Buster, Tara Devlin, who is, God, that woman's so talented. 
But we were standing there taking pictures and trying to, you know, because I don't do very, very well with stage, you know, the deliberately set up pictures. I always wind up looking kind of derpy. But the sun was setting. It was about, oh, maybe 15 minutes before official sunset. Oh, no, oh, no, Silent R. Lamar, I'm adorable in a swimsuit. Silent R. Lamar apparently does not think too highly of the idea of me in swimwear. Hmm. But we were we were taking pictures in those last gold, last moments of the golden hour at the end of yesterday. And lo and behold, I was distracted, and I looked up and kind of out of the corner of my eye, and there were a pair of robins flying over in February. You know, robins aren't migratory. They stay through the year. They just change their foraging patterns. And so they'll, like, roost in bushes and eat berries and things like that, and you know, then spring comes and they get and they get their they get their protein fix on, you know, eating worms and the like. Nobody likes me, everybody hates me. I'm going to eat some worms, fat worms, big worms, chewy ooey gooey worms, worms that like to squirm. Pull off the head, suck down the guts, and throw the skins away. You'll be amazed how many worms you can eat three meals a day. Well, there went dinner in the Eastern Standard Time Zone, but everybody knows that old piece of doggerel. But I was. I was distracted, and I looked up, and and Annette happened to catch exactly that moment. And so I had to share it. I couldn't help myself. I felt good. It felt like a sweet little moment, a little, little blessing from the universe. So there, it, it's there. It's on uh, Instagram. It's on, um, it's on Facebook. I don't, you know, I, I really enjoy uh, interacting with folks on that website formerly known as Twitter, but it's become such a toxic hate fest that I don't post as much there as I once did. Uh, yes, yes, you're you're right, Randy Radar. Klingons call them gah. Ah, meh, gah. Just like Mother used to make. Oh, da. Well, there's our obligatory Star Trek reference to getting this week and this program started. So, anyway, the, uh, the uh, fundraising goal stands at $825. And for where we are right now, that ain't bad. Not bad at all. But uh, what that means is that uh, today and Friday are fully unfunded, and $225 of Thursday remains unfunded. So if we raised, oh, $525, we'd be fully funded for last week, which would be freaking awesome if we could knock down the entire fundraising goal. Something wonderful could happen. I would be able to pay a ravenously hungry internet service provider and then I could pay for my health insurance premium I've, I've waited so long to have health insurance and I sweat the premium you know, I paid my first one, I paid for February now i got to pay for March April, etc and so that's 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 where the fundraising's going this time around 
As far as program notes are concerned, I looked at the uh, calendar earlier just so we can look ahead into the week. Tomorrow's uh, to, obviously I made it to air today. Tomorrow shouldn't be a problem. Um, Wednesday, no problem. Thursday, no problem. Friday, there shouldn't be a problem. So no interruptions to the program this week, and I like that because I, you know, I hate missing the program. Um, <laughs> note coming in from Lou in PA. Subject line: Real estate fire sale. Lou says, I'm hearing about some New York City real estate selling at a steep discount for cash. Interested? <sighs> does it uh, does it does it come with a clean uh, a clear title or uh, does uh, Letitia James's name appear anything thereon or uh, language such as uh, subject to a lien by the people of the state of New York? It, but I, I get it, Lou. Well played, my friend. Well played. Um, so this is, of course, and, and it seems like it really, really is. This penultimate Monday, because penultimate is one of my favorite words. This penultimate Monday of February 2024 is, uh, well, it feels like it's a Moran Monday for the ages. It really, really does. Oh, thank you, Ralphs. Ralph says, I'll offer a $25 challenge for one of Joe Biden's tweets. Roxanne, you have the post, and it is. It's sweet. And the you know the uh, the distinction between communications that come from the Biden White House versus say and we'll get into this the official no kidding honest to goodness response of Nitwit Nero to what appears to be the politically motivated martyrdom and assassination of Alexei Navalny. Well, the contrasts are quite stark. Uh, so, Ralph sent me this uh, post from Democratic Underground. It, it starts with a tweet from George Conway. The DNC official, a friend of mine, recalled that Fred had asked him, Wouldn't it be great if Donald got experience in Washington? Clearly, he wanted to get Donald a gig so that he could make national connections. Donald's expression was unhappy. He opened his mouth, getting out only a couple of words. Well, uh, Fred, and we're talking about Trump here. Uh, nitwit near his nasty old Klansman daddy. Fred cut him off before he could say anything else. Shut the fuck up, he said sternly. We didn't fucking ask you. Who the fuck cares what you think? And Donald shut up. The official told Fred he would look into it, but Donald wasn't interested in Washington, at least not then. And it, uh, what George Conway uh, 
what George Conway said uh, was that, uh, oh, this is a heartwarming Trump family story. <laughs> because it's a heartwarming family. Sounds a little bit like what is reported to have happened when Nitwit Nero went to pick up Junior from his college dorm to go to a baseball game. and Junior was all decked out in his uh, uh, game gear, his team gear, his merch. And uh, Nitwit Nero slapped him around and said, Go, go put on a suit. Look like somebody. Because, you know, kind of folks they are. Sidney Blumenthal with an article at The Guardian. Trump's hubris has brought about the downfall of his family's business empire. And then there was the AI, the AI um, Lincoln Project ad that came out. Over the weekend, Nitwit Nero accused the Lincoln Project of using AI to make him fatter in a uh, post on 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 uh, uh, Tripe Social, a tripe that he posted on Tripe Social, and it was a picture of Nitwit Nero golfing with his big old puzzle gut hanging over his belt. You know, he's a svelte six three and two hundred and fifteen pounds, y'all. Sure he is. In his bra. And so he made the uh, accusation. And the Lincoln Project, who lives rent-free in Nitwit Nero's head, said, Oh, Donald, you thought that was AI? Um, no, this is AI. And so you've got an AI, Fred Trump, Frederick Christ Trump, and he uh, proceeds via AI to absolutely excoriate his worthless and becoming more so son. Yes, as Ralph's notes, such a charming family. Ooh, the porn guitar. Donnie, I always knew you'd blow it. You were always a fool, a joke, low rent. I bailed you out so many times. Your deals were all garbage. You couldn't even make money off a casino, you fuck-up. I'm ashamed you have my name. Everyone knows why the women leave you. You're boring. Broke. And I told you not to get fat. You pay porn stars, and you're weak down there. Your kids hate you, especially the girl. How did a son of mine turn out so damn dumb? The brand I built is crap because of you. You're trash. You'll be lucky to stay out of jail. 
I may have lost my mind, but I never lost my business. I've been dead 30 years, and I'm still ashamed of you. This ad was generated in whole or substantially by artificial intelligence. The Lincoln Project paid for and is responsible for the content of this advertising. You know he's seen that. I've been dead 30 years and I'm still ashamed of you. I was talking with Miss Terry earlier today. And I said, you know what, the only thing that would have made it better? Since it's all AI Fred Trump anyway. I should have put him in, in his clan regalia. You know, like he was arrested in in 1927 when he went uh, when he participated in a Klan riot against the police department in Jamaica Queens. Wouldn't have that been a thing? You garbage. Daddy, Daddy, no, no, Daddy. How oh, well? It, but uh, no, the Lincoln. Project that oh no you 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 want AI Here, here's some AI okay we have a uh, we have a genuine effort to uh, bring down the deficit oh I didn't realize that but it makes sense yeah okay I can hear that brother Deacon Asa pointing out I see they chose the voice of Christoph Waltz. As the AI Fred Trump. <laughs> and yes, yes, Brother Deacon, I think he probably will. I mean, I was going to ask you earlier if there was an over or under. Here we go. Um, so, at any rate... Um, oh, it's going to be one of those kinds of programs, is it? I just got a note from Darlene in Connecticut. A svelte 215 pounds. Is that with or without the poopy diaper, LOL? Come on, you walked into that one, Roxanne. Just couldn't help myself. Well, we have we have dueling Fred Trump voice uh, uh, wagers going now. Darlene said Fred sounds suspiciously like Vincent Price, although the New York accent kind of throws it off a bit. Uh, check out Christoph Waltz and see if maybe uh, that that suits a little better for you, Darlene. Because, but yeah, I can hear some Vincent Price in there. That with or without the poopy diaper. Ah. And you know the, the funny thing when I see all okay, we gotta go we gotta do a little time travel for this, and it's not something I like to think about. But starting about 2016 up until oh, I'd say ah mm, uh, around January of 2021. The screwed-up algorithms over at Zuckerbook. Every time a picture of Nitwit Nero got posted, it would tag, Wah. 
and ask if I wanted to tag myself in that photo. Like, no, 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 no. And it got to be a little bit, it was it turned into a running gag. And it turned into a gag me. But here's the hilarious part. Even now, because apparently the algorithms thought I looked like Donald Trump, and that's nothing to be proud of. Kind of made me nauseated. But right now, as it, even as we speak, you know, Nitwit Nero on his mugshot and his booking down in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, declared himself to be six foot two and two hundred was it six two or six three and two hundred and fifteen pounds. And of course, everybody had a big laugh at that. But that's perilously close to my own actual, I mean, I've lost about, oh, an inch and a half in height in the last three and a half years or so. And, but, you know, I'm, I'm getting very close to my goal. I wanted to, I wanted to drop below 200 pounds because I'm actually, I am kind of svelte at six feet and. You know, at six feet and 190, I'd be right where I wanted to be. Um, but <laughs> no, 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 no. But at least I don't get the algorithm questions anymore, and that's that's a great weight off my mind. Oh, and uh, I have a uh, a note here from a kind anonymous internet friend. Who says I'll kick in $114 if there's another $114 out there floating around in a one-for-one doubling challenge? And so that would be fantastic. That that and Ralph's challenge. Let's see, that would get us down to that would that would 278 bucks. So that would finish off last Thursday and take a bite out of this past Friday and help immensely. So if, 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 if that could happen, it's a chance to double your money and make your money go twice as far. If there is a grand total of, let's see, oh, dear God, we're ciphering at the beginning of the program, aren't we? Um, if there's $142 out there, it can turn into 284 Yeah, yeah 284 Yeah, I'm just re- I'm just checking my own ciphering because I don't trust myself. Um. Oh yeah, and uh, by the way, um, Lou and PA reminds us that uh, uh, Joe to the mansion born has declared he is he is not going to run on the no labels ticket. We will take our victories where we find them. Now, if, uh, well, now all we have to do is worry about the independent candidacy of Rotted FK and his uh, army of weirdo anti-vaxxers. And, of course, uh, Marianne Moonbeam, who's running on the Democratic ticket, 
And then, uh, of course, Jill Effing Stein is out there. You always have to say Jill Effing Stein. And every time I hear Jill Effing Stein, I think of that lovely, lovely photograph of her swanning around Mother Russia and sitting down for, oh, I don't know, uh, borscht and Brussels sprouts with Vlad Pooty. I'm, I'm work. I'm, I'm, look, I'm working without a net here. Borscht came easy. Something that alliterated with borscht, not so large. Borscht is made of beets. Otherwise, it could have been borscht and beets. But no, that doesn't matter, Roxanne. Quit it. But yes, Jill Effing Stein. So anyway, uh, it's real easy if you want to help out with the with some of these uh, with some of these challenges, either Ralphs or or uh, our kind anonymous internet friends. And just go over to HeadOn.Live, and the uh, PayPal button is right there on the main page. And your kind gift is so much appreciated. All right. Uh, it is Moran Monday, and we got stuff. And it's been a while since we've done the actual... Moran Monday shtick, so what do you what do you say? I mean, there's new listeners out there. They may have never heard this. <sighs> yeah. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land. You know. Morons. Hurry, 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 step right up, it's Moran Monday on the horn, yes indeed, right here, just a few miserable steps off the carnival midway, stands the Moran Monday tent. Yes indeed, yes indeed, just a few minutes ago you were engaged in the vain and fruitless uh, fruitless undertaking of trying to throw ping pong balls at goldfish bowls in the madcap desire to take home a precious little baby iguana and having been separated from your money thusly you found your way over here the Moran Monday tent wherein behind this thin cybernetic veil of canvas we have them all every manner of Moran birthers, deathers, ninthers, tenthers, birchers, booger eaters libertarians, maggots Republicans all, and even occasionally some non-Republicans, all here for your horror, your disgust, as you enter the Moran Monday tent. You know, the Moran Monday tent travels with the carnival all around the country each and every week, stopping hither and thither and setting up and, 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 and sharing the just goggle-eyed wonder of just how... Moranical the Morans can be. And it all happens 
because people subscribe to the horn via PayPal for 10 bucks a month. Yes, indeed, $10 a month. That means that every program sets you back about a little less than the price of a half a stick of Wrigley's, Wrigley's chewing gum, whether it be Juicy Fruit, Spearmint, Big Red, or Double Mint. And it's all right here. Now, we always have to, we do, we do, friends and neighbors, we issue an advisory as you enter the Moran Monday tent. Keep a close hand on watches, necklaces, bracelets, rings, toe rings, nose rings, angel bites, shark bites. Watch it all because, well... The Morans will even try to lick your tattoos off. Keep a close eye on children, pets, and, uh, well, even that precious little iguana you somehow managed to win throwing ping pong balls at goldfish bowls because miracles apparently do happen. Head for the hills or you'll be up to your armpits in Morans. And it's so true. It is so true. Some of it's horrifying, some of it is future horrifying, and some of it is just monumentally stupid. Uh, Micah with a question. Just tuned in. Uh, Oh, are we using AI voices for good now instead of just reanimating dead comedians? Micah? That would that was Frederick Christ Trump AI. That wasn't a comedian. No one ever accused Frederick Christ Trump of being funny. No, uh, it, mostly the only thing people ever said to Frederick Christ Trump was, uh, "You dick." Right. Are we clear now? Okay. But onward to the Morans. <sighs> Strap in. Oh, stop it, Robin, says Emilio. Just because RFK Jr. claims COVID vaccines will make a second face grow out of your back doesn't mean he's anti-vax. He just wants to wait until the research is done. He's just asking questions, Robin. Yes, yes, that favorite pastime of right-wing POSs everywhere. And, you know, once you go where rotted FK is gone, you get referred to as a moran and a right-wing piece of shit because, well, it's a matter of the company you keep. And oddly enough, rotted FK may not take votes from Joe Biden. He seems to be drawing a lot more attention from people who might otherwise vote for... Orange Julius Geezer. But anyway, just uh, just because I said there would be you know, tragic Morans, stupid Morans, well, I left off Nazi Morans. I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. Nazis. And these, I, I fondly remember the the words of the Blues Brothers. I hate him. I hate Illinois Nazis. Well, I don't care much for the Tennessee variety either. 
Nazis marched in Nash Vegas this weekend. Hmm? With their black trousers and their red shirts and their masks and their little hats. And they had black flags with the white Hockenkreutz on it. And they marched along Lower Broad. And I think they went to the Capitol. And as the uh, news story that I'm working from notes, they uh, drew... It's Tennistan, y'all, so don't expect like a massive outpouring of anti-fascist sentiment. They've got a fascist government. (sighs) But the news report says that there were a few people who opposed them. And according to police, they eventually left when they were challenged. There's video out there if you actually want to go and see Nazis marching. Uh, The Nashville PD said, Some persons on Broadway challenged the group, most of whom wore face coverings. The group headed to a U-Haul box truck, got in, and departed Davidson County. Huh. A U-Haul box truck. A U-Haul box truck. A U-Haul box truck. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was a U-Haul box truck full of Nazis in Idaho. Was it Pride last year? Who showed up ready to... Uh, maim and kill people until a uh, an observant hotel desk clerk noticed, hey, that looks like there's a whole U-Haul truckload of Nazis over there. And lo and behold, the, 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 the desk clerk called the cops and the cops showed up and, huh, Looks like we got us a truckload of Nazis here, Hiram. And then the Nazis all got arrested for doing Nazi things. And then they were immediately and mysteriously bailed out. But this appears to be a strategy for them. Nazis traveling around in U-Haul box trucks. It strikes me that that's not a particular, you know, it's not like there are seat belts along the walls of the of the U-Haul truck to keep, no, 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 no. Why, if one of those, if one of those U-Haul box trucks full of Nazis was to turn over, you'd probably have to pour the dead Nazis out the back of the U-Haul box truck. And maybe this just means I'm a mean person, but <sighs> dead Nazis... Don't get me upset. Nashville PD said neo-Nazi demonstrators carried flags with swastikas and walked around the Capitol and parts of downtown Saturday afternoon. 
Well, it might no rest. Uh, they had uh, apparently this was the the the, the uh, neo Nazi chapter known as the Blood Tribe because that's what they had emblazoned on their uh, on their little red shirts. They were all masked, of course, because Nazis are always a bunch of fucking chicken shit. They're cowards, and they wouldn't want to be seen without their masks because then they might lose their nice jobs with things like police departments or schools or various and sundry city and county governments. The Blood Tribe was founded in 2021 by a former Marine. Y'all, it might be time. It's just a little suggestion. I never served in the military, so I'm absolutely unqualified to make this observation, but I'm going to anyway. It, I, I, it might be a good idea if the Pentagon would, uh, and, and in particular the Commandant of the Marines, we have one of those now, right? We do, we've got a Commandant of the Marines. It would, uh, I don't know. Go through the core with a fine-tooth comb and find the Nazis and the racists. And it, Because in this case, it was 2021 when a former Marine named Christopher Polhaus, yeah, yeah, und yummy, Christopher Polhaus uh, founded the Blood Tribe. And the Blood Tribe is, of course, a man-only organization. I rather hope that there aren't women out there somewhere. (laughs) Why aren't women allowed in the Blood Tribe? I guess the Nazis need need a safe space away from the, uh, uh, the little women folk. And this is one of those niche groups. You might recall, uh, because we talked about it some, oh, a few months back, there was a, God, there was a mayoral election in what? Franklin, Tennessee, and there was actually a Nazi sympathizer candidate. Mercifully, she lost. She. But the, 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 the movement that she backed was like a a Jimbro Nazi culture, and apparently it's something that's catching on because according to the Anti-Defamation League, the Blood Tribe emphasizes physical fitness and warlike mentality. Hoo-ah! And they, uh, well, their, their real purpose in life is to go out there and torment LGBTQ events and the LGBTQ community. Yeah, because these are not these are Nazi men of masculine Nazi manly masculinity Nazis. And so the you know these masculine manly man of men, men of manly masculine man, manliness 
Uh, they attack drag queen story hours. You know, for blood and soil. But they were allowed to swan around downtown Nash Vegas and wander around the grounds, and then then they got back in their U-Haul box truck and just drove away. I read the story and I thought of the 70s heyday of the man, uh, and, and not a real person, but it was a stage name, it was a character, uh, C.W. McCall. You, you remember, uh, if you're of a certain age, you remember Convoy. Ten four rubber duck. But I was thinking about Nazis driving a, 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 a U-Haul box truck full of Nazis in the back. Nazis in the back, that's troubling. Um, and, and and all of a sudden on the little MP3 player that lives, that, that exists inside my brain, I heard me and Earl was hauling chickens on the flatbed out of Wiggins, and we'd spent all night on the, 30, on, on the uphill side of 37 miles of hell called Wolf Creek Pass, which is up on the Great Divide. We was sitting there sucking toothpicks and eating knee highs and onion soup mix, and I said, Earl, let's mail a card to Mother and send them Nazis on or chickens on down the other side. Yeah, let's give them a ride. Well, Earl put down his bottle and put his foot down on the throttle, and a couple of boobs and a thousand cubes of 1948 Peterbilt screamed alive. We woke up the Nazis, I mean chickens. And it goes on like that until they bash into the side of a feed store. Nashville Nazis. What a world, what a world, what a world, what a world. And because it is because it is more in Monday, well, this. I mean, it's more in Monday, so naturally you got to assume that a lot of the stories are going to come from places like Tennistan. Hi, Don. Or, I don't know, Talabama. Hi, Terry. Love you, Sess. And this one does, in fact, come from Talabama. We have... Man, I picked the wrong day. To quit, uh, to, to, well, to not have the bottle of Mexican gasoline and the swirly straw down here. Because the, 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 some of these Moran Monday stories are intersectional. Maggots and the like hate intersectionality. Because that's where we get diversity, equity, and inclusion. Woke! God, I saw, I, saw, I saw a photograph today of a vanity license plate in Alabama on a great big jacked-up four-wheel drive pick-em-up truck. And the vanity license plate said, not woke. You know, if I was a police officer and I was toddling around the highways and byways of Alabama and I came up behind a truck with a, with, with a, with a vanity plate that said, not woke, I would pull that bitch over. Because that would mean that he was not conscious while behind the wheel. Uh, Alabama police can be terribly, terribly literal. 
But never mind. So, I read this, and and sometimes in the course of preparing for the show, I I run stories past Annette. We've been doing this for about 20 years, and eh, what do you think of this one? And so I sent this story along to her. We weren't even in the same room. And about three minutes later, I heard, What? You'll understand. So a wrongful death suit, and of course that's a civil suit, that's not a criminal proceeding. A wrongful death suit is a suit that the estate, you know, the executor or the administrator of a decedent files when they wish to make a legal claim that the person would still be alive but for the negligence, gross negligence, willful, wanton, and reckless conduct, intentional conduct of the tortfeasor. A tortfeasor being a person who has created a civil wrong. And so there's a some plaintiffs filed plaintiffs yeah filed a, a, a wrongful death suit down in Alabama. Uh, six people, three couples actually, uh, being in this case uh, three couples, meaning three one man, one woman, traditional God fearing, upstanding, Bible believing, family marriage. I did, Brother Deacon, I did. Girl picked the wrong day to stop huffing glue. So these three couples. Um, had stored some fertilized ova with a Mobile, Alabama area hospital. And I'm, I'm looking at a story from AL.com. It's real live, no kidding, actual journalism. The reporter on the story is Howard Koplowitz, and I have no issues whatsoever with Mr. Koplowitz's uh, journalistic integrity or skills. It's just that when you hand me a sentence like this, my little former journalist brain is going to go, what? Huh? See if see if this does anything for you. It does something similar to you? Three couples. No funny voices or anything here. This is this is just news reading. Three couples whose frozen embryos were destroyed when a wandering mobile hospital patient dropped the specimens can sue for wrongful death because the embryos were children. The Alabama Supreme Court ruled Friday in reversing a judge's decision to throw out the case. So the trial court judge looked at the complaint and said, Oh, come on now. Get that shit out of here. And the trial court judge was right. An embryo is not a children. Or a test tube full of embryos is not 
the Duggar family. Because if it was, one of the embryos would be sexually abusing the other embryos. Josh Duggar, anyone? Such good Christians with family. The institutions involved are the Mobile Infirmary Medical Center, which was storing the aforementioned embryos on behalf of a fertility clinic called the Center for Reproductive Medicine. Now, at least in theory, you would think that these fetus fetishists would be all for in vitro fertilization, but no, there are bills out there that that, that would attack the possibility of doing test tube pregnancies. But they... uh, those two defendant institutions said, hey, y'all can't sue us. We've actually got a law about this. It's called the Alabama Wrongful Death of a Minor Act. And it and its scope does not include embryos outside the womb. The sane trial court judge who said, get the out of here, was... Uh, Mobile County Circuit Judge Jill Parrish Phillips, who dismissed the case in 2022. But they got the case all the way to the Supreme Court of Alabama, a notoriously corrupt bench, I might add. And the Supreme Court of Alabama said that uh, uh, the wrongful death of a monarch applies to all unborn children, regardless of their location. The wrongful death of a minor act is sweeping and unqualified. It applies to all children, born and unborn, without limitation. It ain't the role of this yar court to craft a new limitation based on our own view of what is or is not wise public policy. This is especially true whereas here the people of this state have adopted a constitutional amendment directly aimed at stopping courts from excluding unborn life from legal protection. Wrongful death of an of a fertilized ovum, or you know several. If you are a person capable of pregnancy in the state of Alabama, you might want to think about leaving Alabama because. This gang of mullahs could very easily, I don't know, sue for a late period. In the suit papers, the grieving plaintiffs, we're in the money, we're in the money, 
how many how many times now I'm going to be a little graphic here. How many times do you think the, the these three women uh, could have hopped up in the stirrups and had an egg or dozen harvested? How many times could their good Christian family values Republican husbands jacked off into a cup so that they could those ova could then be fertilized? You know, between 2022 and say February 2024, just you know, guess. That's all we can do is guess. But I guess rubbing one out into a Dixie cup is a tall order. The harvesting's probably not a lot of fun for the woman. The difficult part always falls on the woman. But even beyond the stupidity, the moranity of this case, the allegations that, well, this is the same state that gave us Alabama sex clams, isn't it? But in order to get to the Alabama sex clams, you have to leave Mobile and take the Mobile to Muscle Shoals short route up Highway 13. It's about six, seven-hour drive until you wind up in the land of the sex clams, the muddy sloughs of the Tennessee River. They're freshwater sex clams. But the suit papers, and I don't know if he's listening right now or, or, or uh, Steve in New York or Billable. I know Darlene is, so... Uh, anyone who's ever had a cup of coffee in law school, please get the hockey puck, and maybe even if you didn't. According to the allegations in the complaint, Mobile Infirmary, somehow I think that lacks the cachet of, say, the, you know, the classic, the classic tune, St. James Infirmary. Mobile Infirmary, and I quote, allowed one of its patients to leave and or elope from his or her room in the infirmary's hospital area and access the cryogenic storage area. All right, I'll grant you. That does sound a little whack, as the hip kids say. And, oh, yay, Emilio, I'm so happy. Cowbell for Emilio. Emilio's always always paying a Dixie cup. You caught it. I'm so oh, warms my heart. Um, but not hmm. so after the elopement, there was an elopement in an infir- in an infirmary, y'all. And apparently, the person eloped by themselves. I mean. Usually there's a ladder involved and maybe some pebbles thrown at a second story upstairs window and 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 a pretty little girl slipping out and going down the ladder in an organdy dress and they run off to the justice of the peace with some boy named Harold. No, this was just a single single plaintiff who eloped with the embryos. And I understand why this complaint got bounced. I think any competent judge would. 
we know how we know how Steve in New York despises the passive voice, as do I. Well, here's one of those moments. It is believed that the cryopreservation sub-zero temperatures burnt the eloping patient's hands, causing him or her to drop the cryopreserved embryonic human beings on the floor where they began to slowly die. In the real live no-kidding journalism uh, that occurs here, we find out by the time hospital staff noticed the incident, all of the embryos died, according to the lawsuits. Can you guess what kind of a plaintiff's lawyer is at work here? I mean, I wonder if... It, and, the, and, and, and people in, in Alabama and even other states will... I wonder if... Alexander Shannara has anything to do with this. It, you can't drive 500 feet on a road in Alabama without running across an Alexander Shannara uh, law firm billboard. A lot of money. Don't know where he got it. Where they began to slowly die. You know, just just think of tiny little microscopic wooden doors floating in the cryogenic goo, and and Rose the embryo is sitting on the tiny little tiny little itsy bitsy microscopic door, giving embryo Jack a shove off into the frigid fluids of the cryogenic freezing solution. Well, grant you, it's no that does. It, why, why Why? did the patient wander off over to the cryogenic store? Were they trying to cryogenically store them? Yeah, I, I know who to blame. The booze industry. Yes, absolutely. The booze industry. Because, you know, you can, you can be standing in line at the Rippy Mart, uh, sober as the day is long, and look over there next to you. You know, they put all the interesting shit at the cash register so you'll impulse purchase it. You know, they got their vapes and whatever. And, 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 and sometimes they'll have a little rack of test tube cocktails. Some are green, some are pink, some are orange, some are yellow, some are red, some are purple. And, you know, you can just grab one, take off the lip. Bloop. You never know. It's Alabama. But the thing is, at least according to the Supreme Court of the state of Alabama... An embryo is an unborn child. Whew! You gotta remember. You know, let's just. I think this calls for a rerun. You gotta remember that these are just simple farmers, these are people of the land. You know, morons. Up to and including the, the whatever majority of the Alabama Supreme Court ruled, made this ruling. It's getting weirder and weirder and weirder to be in Alabama. And that's actually saying something. That's saying a mouthful.
where they began to slowly die. Can you still hear the embryos, Clarice? <sighs> so those are... Well, let's let's just speculate for a moment. Let's say those little unborn children actually stayed in suspended animation. But then they eventually got implanted and they, 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 they gestated into babies and the babies got born. And then maybe for some reason or another, I mean, it's been known to happen, I know of at least one child who was born in Alabama and turned 18 and went off to Missouri. I would be I would have been that baby. I was not cryogenically stored, however. No, I was I was born the regular way and you know, like many many babies back then. And you know, the regular way where where my mom smoked two packs a day of Raleigh cigarettes during the entirety of her pregnancy with me. And is it any wonder? I mean, I came into the world a nicotine junkie, y'all. Not making fun. But I did. I turned 18 and I went off to school in Missouri. And uh, so we know it could have happened. We, we know it could happen. And so let's imagine that one of these poor. Poor little human beings in a test tube. I mean, Jesus, doctor, doctor, this is not what Dr. Seuss meant with the who's in Whoville metaphor, y'all. But let's say that, that that little embryo turns into an actual baby who grows up to be an 18-year-old and says, I want to go to Missouri. And does. Well... Even having survived a, 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 a an eloping patient at the Mobile Infirmary, they're still not in the clear if they go to Missouri. I told you this is going to be an especially stupid Morian Monday. Where? Hi, Joy in Ann Arbor, who sent this along to me. Sent this one along to Annette and... And, and the next words out of her mouth after I sent this to her, uh, to her were, stop it. No more. Not today. Instead of not today, not today, Satan, it was not today, Roxanne. That's enough. The Missouri House of Representing, which is, of course, entirely a, well, or not entirely, but substantially a, a maggot body, had themselves a little vote this past Wednesday. There had been a proposal put forward to ban children, and by children here, we're not talking about children in test tubes. We're talking about the real live walking around on two legs types. That that is that is nothing to suggest that that that's not that's not leaving differently abled children out of this mix. But they had themselves a vote on whether to ban children 
from being able to and uh, okay, so now it's not just the lawyers; it's everybody. Hockey puck, please, just get a nice bite on it. Take the take the duct tape, run it around your head, make sure because you don't want to spit it out and send it flying. Those things are hard and they can hurt people, and you might. They, 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 they wanted to ban children from carrying guns without adult supervision in public. And by the time all the votes were counted, it was 104 maggots in favor of letting unsupervised children carry guns in public in Missouri to 39 decent human beings, even one Republican, who said, you know, letting children carry real firearms in public without adult supervision doesn't sound like a great idea. Now, every time the the, the Republicans love to bark and grunt and hoot, you know, like their orange god emperor about... The Biden crime family's exploding crime wave in the United States of America in our cities like Chicago and St. Louis. You remember the lawyer and couple who stood on their lawn like Bunny and Claude with their firearms back during, what was it, 2020 during the marches in protest of the uh, of the of the cop murder of George Floyd and they were standing there with he got his AR-15 and she's got his little pistol there and, and and she's striking like a little Charlie's Angels pose but no well St. Louis has a significant gun problem people in St. Louis are no more prone to criminal activity than people anywhere else the difference being that people with criminal intent have easy access to well, guns. And a, a Democrat, Donna Berenger, said that police in her district came to her and asked for this change in the law to, in her words, stop 14-year-olds walking down the middle of the street in the city of St. Louis carrying AR-15s. And I'll confess, when I read this story, I thought, oh, wait, I know what this is. This is a hunting deal. This is so, this is so little, uh, little Cletus Jr. Uh, can, can, get, can get his 22 or his 410 and go out and walk around in the woods in the Mark Twain National Forest and go a squirrel hunting, just like Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn would have done. I was apparently wrong. The the, the bloody breathtaking stupidity of this vote, 104 to 39, says something. Representative Berenger said, now they've been emboldened, and they're walking around with them. Until they actually brandish them, and brandish them with intent, our police officers' hands are handcuffed. 
that little moment was part of a larger moment, uh, a lengthy debate over what to do about crime in St. Louis. And uh, there was representing Lane Roberts, who is a maggot. Uh, well, no, maybe, well, probably still. But anyway, Lane Roberts used to be a, 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 a police chief in Joplin, Missouri. And at one point was state public safety director. Put those... Uh, put put those restrictions in a larger bill, uh, you know, kind of an omnibus crime bill. But his own committee that he leads stripped out the provisions about children carrying guns. Lane Roberts said, every time we talked about the provision related to guns, we knew that was going to be difficult on our side of the aisle. And meanwhile, there's maggot Tony, La- uh, Tony Lavasco, who comes from the St. Louis suburb of O'Fallon. I remember going through O'Fallon, or at least the exit to it. Tony Lavasco said... Uh, while it may be intuitive that a 14-year-old has no legitimate purpose, it doesn't actually mean that they're going to harm someone. We don't know that yet. Generally speaking, we don't charge people with crimes because we think they're going to hurt someone. And maybe they don't in Missouri. Maybe Missouri doesn't have any domestic violence bills or laws, statutes, regulations, whatever. I mean, hold on, Tony Lavasco. We do that. We, you don't have to shoot someone in order to be charged with brandishing in most places. You go waving around your Second Amendment remedy, freedom protector, blue steel penis extension. You might, you, you might, you might catch charges. What's behind a lot of this? Well, do we have to guess? The prosecuting attorney in St. Louis County since 2016 is a Democrat, a 47-year-old Democrat. When elected in 2016, Kim Gardner was the first black female prosecutor. And all them white folks down in Jefferson City at the state capitol are having kittens with crocheted tails. That's why crime's exploding. You let a woman be the prosecutor, and not just that, she's one of them, one of them woke D-E-I-C-R-T-B-L-A-C-K women's. And she's not doing enough to fight crime. 
anything like this, and you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to dig too deep before you find the racism. Brother Deacon Asa says, so you're telling us with a straight face, that's to be determined, that the blah people in St. Louis are not more prone to shooting guns than the civilized white people in the loo? Get real, Kincaid. The Lou? The Lou? Does anybody in St. Louis call it the Lou? Or is that just one of your own creations, Brother Deacon? <sighs> well, that's okay. It won't end well. But, you know, the good God-fearing, upstanding, Bible-believing, Christ-centered evangelical, fundamentalist, amosexual, Christian maggots in Missouri don't care if it don't end well. And if it winds up being one of them young blah people, well, that's one less of them young blah people. That's how maggots think. So as long as the children, and I'm, I'm, I'm relying on the wisdom of Tony Lavasco of O'Fallon, Missouri here. As long as the children carrying AR-15s that are loaded and locked and ready to rock don't actually shoot anybody, we're cool. Is it just me, or is that some severely flawed reasoning? Hi, Don. Don in West Tennessee. Subject line, birthing. I recall reading a book regarding birthing in the 70s. It recommended not over three packs of cigarettes a day. Your mama was looking out for you. Yes, she was. And God, she saved those Raleigh coupons. Whew! And got some cool stuff, I guess. Uh, Don adds, subject line, Nazis. This is all news to me. I usually get my big city news from Memphis. Not a peep from them. Must be a reason. Keep up the good work, Roxanne. I like that name. Thank you, Don. <sighs> well, I mean, you're, you are closer to Memphis. And... A lot of people, you know, depending on where you are, don't realize that if you set out to drive east to west or west to east from across the entirety of Tennessee, it's the better part of a day's drive. may not take long to run north to south, but east to west is an entirely different story. And Memphis is a wildly different place as compared to Nash Vegas and Nash Vegas is, it might as well be in another state from Knoxville. At one point in time, Don, check me on this. Your memory is probably better than mine. The signs used to say eons ago, uh, welcome to the three great states of Tennessee. And isn't that why there are three stars in the Tennessee flag? East Tennessee is mountainous and hilly, and Middle Tennessee is sort of a rolling plateau. And then, well, you get into some 
river bottom land and the land of the sheikhs when you get into the part of Tennistan where, where Don is. Before he finally lit out for Texas, David Crockett had removed himself from uh, the Lawrenceburg, Tennessee area and gone up because he was trying to get away from the land speculators and find a little patch of ground that he could actually own and not be tormented over. He started out in East Tennessee. Uh, Lawrenceburg is South Central Tennessee, not far from the Alabama line. And he left there and he went to the place called the Shakes. You don't think about Tennessee and western Kentucky being earthquake prone, but probably one of the greatest earthquakes ever to strike North America struck right there. And the byproduct of it is still there to be seen. It's called Real Foot Lake. It was created in the great New Madras, uh, New Madras earthquake of the uh, early to mid-19th century. But yeah, the place had become became known back then as the Shakes. The Kentucky Shakes and the Tennessee Shakes. So, let's see. The embryo that survives and gets up on the little teeny tiny Titanic door and gets born in Mobile and goes to Missouri and whatnot. Okay. I think we're going to have to give up on that metaphor now. Um, Arnold with a note. And it is more in Monday. It's in the stack. Have you discussed the truck bullshit with New York? No, but it being more in Monday and everything, we damn sure can. And by the way, we are almost to the halfway point of this more in Monday, which has flown, which is flying by so far. And we are still a goose egg with $142 worth of challenge money on the table. $142 just itching to turn into 284 but we have to have the we have to start with the money to for to to match with that and again that would finish off last Thursday and take a bite out of um it'd take a $59 bite out of last Friday so, fingers crossed, again, if you want to help out, the PayPal button is at headon.live. Uh, there's also Venmo and Cash App, which unfortunately both use my dead name. And uh, I'm going to be forever more erasing him. Uh, the truck bullshit with New York. Do let's. Flush off of their uh, triumph. Oh, wait, wait, before we go there, because this is something I was thinking about as, uh, as we were talking about the Nashville Nazis. 
and I've, I've mentioned this briefly previously. When I saw that, when I saw the mention in the story of the Nashville Nazis about how the Nazis were contested by a few Nashvillians. I thought about how good people respond to Nazis in their midst. This past Saturday, all over Germany, people took to the streets again because they don't want anything to do with any Nazis in their country. They don't want any right-wing extremists in their country. They don't want any fascism in their country. Because, see, the Nazis and some right-wing types in Germany got caught red-handed putting together a plan to ethnically cleanse Germany of all the undesirables. And we know damned well when fascists and Nazis start talking about undesirables, exactly what the hell they're talking about. Who the hell they're talking about. They're talking about the same people that were rounded up in 1933. Uh, with the addition of, generally speaking, brown-skinned folks, Muslim folks. And so, with millions having previously demonstrated, they took to the streets again on Saturday all across Germany to protest uh, to protest the existence of far-rightism, fascism, Nazism. Uh, in one Western German city, Bochum. About 3,500 people showed up in the dead of a German winter. 3,500 people took up and peacefully protested and demonstrated in something called Bochum in Solidarity, hand in hand against the right. 2,500 people showed up in Bordesholm in Schleswig-Holstein. In the eastern part of Germany, in Magdeburg, people came out into the streets and demonstrated and carried banners and rainbow flags and soap bubbles and music. They carried signs that read, in German of course, respect instead of inclusion, Nazis are shit, and diversity without alternative. In Magdeburg, there were 3,000 people according to the police, but the organizers said it was around 6,000. People also gathered in Bernau and Gagenau in Baden-Württemberg. A thousand people demonstrated in Berlin. 
And in that case, they were demonstrating directly against an event that featured former Alternative für Deutschland politician Andre Pagenberg. And this, y'all, this has been going on in Germany for weeks. And you'll pardon me if I think that it's beautiful. Let's see. Um, Nineteen thirty-nine was eighty-five years ago. Multiple generations. And yet thousands of Germans are standing up to protect, this is a generic political term, liberal democracy in that country. Meanwhile, Nazis show up in Nashville and police say a few people contested the presence of the Nazis. And this all stems from a meeting in Potsdam on November 25th. Alternative for Deutschland politicians hooked up with uh, uh, the uh, members of the conservative Christian Democrats and the ultra-conservative Values Union, the Werte Union, and put together a plan to cleanse Germany of the undesirable. And yet here, in the United States of America, in the middle of the third decade of the 21st century of the common era, only a few people will contest the presence of Nazis in Music City, USA. And make no mistake, Nazis have rallied multiple times in Ron Monkey up DeClantis's Florida, and scarcely a peep was even raised, and Monkey up DeClantis himself was as silent as a graven image. See, the silence is how fascism gets a foothold. I would say probably north of 90% of the people who showed up out of love of country in Germany, time after time after time, they never saw the rubble of the utter destruction of German civil society in the Second World War. They don't know what it sounds like to hear a bomb go off, for the most part. But they know that they have been to that dark and bloody place and they wish never to return again. And are willing to use some of the precious finite time of their lives to make sure that it doesn't happen in their name. But only a few people can oppose Nazis 
at the very heart of the government of Tennistan. Of course, inside those Capitol buildings, inside those inside those buildings at the Tennessee State Capitol, well, I suspect they've got some fellow travelers. Maybe even in the, dare I say it, Speaker of the Tennessee House, Cameron Sexton, who prefers to silence political opponents and try to keep them from being able to speak on behalf of their constituents. That's not very little d democratic, is it? No, it hardly is. So I, th- I felt like that was, it was, it was, I think it's good to draw that distinction. Which country has its act together better, do you think? A country that tolerates Nazis in its midst and allows them to march masked through our streets and then get in a U-Haul box truck and drive away? I saw some commentary on that story, and it said, well, you know, they're just going from place to place, and there's not really that many of them. Anyone who says of Nazis, there's not really that many of them, fundamentally does not understand the nature of Nazism. Because one Nazi is one Nazi too many. As the Germans themselves know and say, if nine people are sitting at a table and one Nazi shows up and no one says anything, there are ten Nazis sitting at the table. Or the ancient legal maxim that silence is acceptance but then again alternative for Deutschland although it has been growing over the years is nothing approaching a genuine mainstream party in Germany But we have, for all intents and purposes, two parties in this country. And one of those two parties has now been entirely co-opted by people who have genuine sympathies for Nazi ideology. But I need to go back, and but now, so uh, so some thank yous are in order. Thank you to our dear friend Christopher. Christopher, thank you. Always willing to help when I'm able to. Christopher, that's so kind. Thank you. And thanks go out uh, to Miss Micah. No goose eggs. Come on, folks. This is quality programming. No commercials. Thank you, Micah. And thank you 
to TJ in Iowa. Thank you to Dave in the blind. Christine's going to Chicago for a month starting tomorrow, so this song goes for the song Sweet Home Chicago. I hope it helps. It does, Dave. It does. And please tell Christine to travel well and travel safely. And thank you to Kevin in Massachusetts. So let's do some ciphering. And goodness me, challenge met. How about that? That's wonderful. And a little, uh, and uh, yes, challenge met. So last Thursday is now covered. And $70 of last Friday. So that means there is, at this point in time, a little over halfway through the program, we are at, uh, to get caught completely up, um, we're at 525, I think. That's fantastic. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, by the way, Lou says, uh, <laughs> no labels still plans to nominate a ticket. Uh, no name, no labels ticket. You know, it, look. Here's the tell on that. You know it's garbage when Joe Manchin won't even get in on the grift. Joe hates losing. And he knew he wasn't going to win. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that Joe had some sudden spasm of conscience, Joe to the Manchin born. But his ego, he, he, he bailed out of the Senate race because he knew that uh, Baby Dog and make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice, who, by the way, is getting his Greenbrier Sporting Club sold off at auction for taxes. They're, they're in court trying to stop it. But, yeah, you know, what's, well, you know what would stop it? if make West Virginia great big old Governor Jim Justice would actually pay his damn taxes. Oh, well. At this point in time, I'm still behind uh, Zach Shrewsbury, who's running for the Democratic nomination for Joe's Senate seat. And I think he'll be a... I think he'd, I think he'd make a pretty darn good senator. But, as, uh, well, I'll get to the New York truck bullshit, but someone is on the stress line, and let's find out who. Hey, welcome to the program.
Not there anymore. it. Okay, so we go on to the New York truck bullshit. As Arnold calls it. So like I said, uh, fresh off their uh, inspiring display of patriotism at the southern border, you know, where they, where the, 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 the truckers baptized each other and accused each other from not being a real Christian because some of them was from San Diego. No, really. Well, there's one, uh, there's there's one trucker, and 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 he goes by Chicago Ray, and he tried to get some. He tried to get some. Okay, so here's here's how it was going to play out. It is Moran Monday after all, and these are Morans. When the fraud verdict was handed down on Friday, $354 million to be payable, paid by Nitwit Nero by himself. Recall that he, in, 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 uh, in uh, deposition testimony, uh, the most recent sworn statement of his worth, Nitwit Nero testified in deposition that, uh, oh, I've got about $400 million in cash on hand. Well, let's see. I'm no good at ciphering, but let's see. 400 minus 354. That means 46. Uh, 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 check that. Uh, I got about 46 million in cash on hand. You know what? Check that again. I don't have any cash on hand. Fucking Eugene Carroll. She's not my type. Well, when people like Chicago Ray heard about the verdict on Friday, well, Chicago Ray ran to TikTok. And he said, I'm going to refuse to... Wait, he's Chicago Ray. We're going to need a different... We're going to need a different voice. I'm going to refuse deliveries to the city to protest Judge Angor on imposing a... 300. No, that's no, that's very Minnesota. I I got to work on my Chicago accent. Maybe I need to watch the Blues Brothers again. So, but but the idea was, no trucks will deliver anything to New York City. Because one of the things that happens with these poor pathetic, no, not poor and pathetic, these miserable dipshit maggots. is that mm, they think they have more power than they have. They think because they live in a bubble and because they are uh, self-affirming, because they, they live in the bubble and they talk in a circle, uh, they think that every truck driver, every over-the-road long-haul truck driver in the United States of America is a maggot like them. And we know that to be, we know that to be demonstrably false just because, well... We have over-the-road truck drivers in the Horn Family Community Congregation and have for ages. 
and I think particularly uh, of uh, our buddy Clarence, who is anything but a maggot. Uh, and and I think of over the years, the over-the-road drivers we've had. I, a long time ago, I was amazed when uh, cell phone internet was first being deployed. We had people call the program. Yeah, I'm just going down the road and thought I'd give you a call. Dead name. Uh, <laughs> but Chicago Ray was. Said we should refuse, and then New York City will starve. Well, it didn't take long before Chicago Ray um, decided maybe to rethink his whole plan. Hey, folks, your old pal Chicago Ray. Uh. I've been on the radio talking talking to drivers for about the last hour, hour 50. Yeah, and by the way, so he's, he's strapped in and he's rigged and, and he's, he's driving along, toddling along. Looks like looks like the dark of night in his, in, his, in, his, in his rig, but he's wearing dark sunglasses. And, of course, he's got his Trump 2024 hat on. Chicago Ray. 15 minutes and... Uh, I'm talking of at least 10 drivers going the other way. I'm heading down from south Wisconsin. And uh, they're going to start refusing loads in New York City starting on Monday. All right? Uh, I got about three drivers that I drive with. They already vibrated the boss and told them they ain't going to New York City. So I, I don't know. Uh, he don't know how far across the country this is, or how many truckers are gonna start denying loads to go going to New York City. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, you fuck around and find out. Okay, we're tired of you motherfucking leftists fucking with Trump. Okay, you know motherfuckers are starting to get tired of this shit and and. Poor Ray. Ray, as I said, lives in a bubble. And it's a really tiny, really dumb bubble. And he's tired of these leftists attacking Trump. Leftists. See, because he never comes out of his bubble... Not even on February 2nd to see if he can see his shadow. He doesn't realize old Chicago Ray here coming down from Wisconsin with a load. Not making light of the work. The work is honorable and hard. But all he ever does is consume right-wing content. While Chicago Ray was to tune into this program... He'd, he'd probably have an aneurysm and the fan tods and the vapors all at once. Somebody sounding like me, talking the way I talk about the things I talk about. And pointing out for the benefit of the Chicago Rays of the world that every last witness that will be called to testify against Donald Trump in the documents case in Florida... In the case in Georgia, in the criminal case in New York, in 
the criminal case in D.C. in particular, there's not a leftist among them. Not one. They're all rock-ribbed, good God-fearing, upstanding, Bible-believing Republicans. I'm sure he thinks leftists are trying to throw his beloved God-emperor off the ballot in Colorado because nobody at Steve Bannon's rickety-ass wheels falling off podcasting platform Nobody at Newsmuck, nobody at Onan, the network that spills its net news upon the ground, nobody at Fox News TV, Radio Rwanda. Never a peep from testicle-toasting Tuckio Rose Carlson about the fact that the people trying to throw Donald Trump off the ballot in Colorado are all Republicans and independents. But old Ray don't know that, and he's pissed off. Because he is a willing, he's a useful idiot, that old Soviet term. Chicago Ray is a useful idiot to the fascists in this country who rely upon him, plain and simple. Oh, so simple. Simon Simple and Simon Pure. who rely on him not to know what's going on, not to know when people are trying to do better by him, not to not, to not realize that he prospers when the rest of America prospers, and that America, does, America cannot, will not, and never will prosper under fascism, or Trumpism, or whatever ism you care to call it. Yeah, it's just too much for old Chicago Ray. Our bosses ain't going to care if we deny the loads. We'll just go somewhere else. All right? You know how fucking hard it is to get into New York City with one of these motherfuckers? Man, fuck that. All right? I'll tell you. I, I, I mean, I, I know somebody who drives one of those motherfuckers into New York City and has done so rather routinely. Look, the, the, the Northeast Corridor generally is congested. I know. Imagine if we had a viable rail system. No, I haven't been into the Mexican gasoline and the swirly straw is not in the bottle. <sighs> Funny thing is, driving around in New York City, the limited amount of time I've done so, thank you, Tara, um, it's not that big an island. And it's congested, but it's not. It. I mean, it's it, it's not like driving through Nash Vegas, wherever, or or Knoxville, or um, Charlotte, 
where everybody's having their Dale Earnhardt, if you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing moment. No. And I'm sure driving truck is not, but these are professional drivers. You know, I remember that, that, funny how themes sort of emerged during the course of the program. I was talking about C.W. McCall a little bit ago. You know, there was an entire time when there was a, Well, there was a, a fad for trucker songs. Yeah, modern American cowboy, come on back and talk to Teddy Bear. Or, give me 40 acres and I'll turn this rig around. It's the easiest way that I've found. It was an by the light of the moon on the 5th of June in a Kenworth hauling logs, cab over Pete with a reefer on, Jimmy hauling hogs. Something like that. How did that morph into this? Is this the, I mean, it, it, legitimate, legit question. Is this what happens when you're just cooped up in a confined space for 8, 10, 12 hours and all you ever hear is right-wing content? Does it just eventually cause your brains to liquefy? And all you can do is babble maggot talking points and you know and, and look let's be clear before the before there were maggots there were teabaggers before there were teabaggers there were John Birchers and of course Reagan Republicans well, I didn't leave the Democrat Party the Democrat Party left me oh <sighs> Um. Okay, this is for uh, Arnold. I presume it's okay if this is for air. Rick Smith could take a set of doubles there right now. And he's about the most liberal person I know driving a truck. I agree. Listen, I grew up there, Arnold continues, until I was 14. I know tons and even truck drivers that love Trump, when they double the rate, they'll drive the truck. Most of the trucks on the road now are corporate anyway, and they really can't refuse. Honest to God, Arnold says, the reality of truck driving is that most of the people of the past were good people, and a majority of truck drivers have now been made right-wing psychos. That definitely isn't all of them, but it is a large portion of them. FM media is mostly right-wing, even music stations. It's bad. Arnold says, I travel a lot. Any truck stop is a scary place. Even with my new look, I don't talk politics in those spaces. And, uh, no, I know what you're... So, when I go to visit my son and daughter-in-law and grandkids down Tennessee. 
I-77 intersects with I-81 at Withville, Virginia. And that happens to be <laughs> that happens to be the nearest Popeyes to me. And I think it may possibly be the most most the, the busiest Popeyes on earth. There's always a line from open to close. And well, I have a filthy little habit. I have a problem with Popeye's mac and cheese, and it's unmanageable. So what? I, you know, I'll just I don't get any chicken or anything. Just give me give me three large mac and cheese. Thank you. And no, I don't I don't go in with a Joe Biden hat on, or you know, my black flag Antifa T-shirt or no. No. But I've also never had a problem there. Got chatted up by a few lonely truckers, but, you know, that's to be expected, I guess. <laughs> Arnold, I was just going to say, so you're a Popeye's chicken-eating mother. <laughs> yes, I'm a Popeye's chicken-eating mother. But I... Look, gotta be careful. Just gotta be careful. Um, thank you. Our kind anonymous internet friend has uh, paid off on the the, uh, uh, the Moran Monday one for one doubling challenge. Thank you, kind anonymous internet friend. Ah, Kevin. With a reminder, yeah, how can you forget Smokey and the Bandit, eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. We're going to do what they say can't be done. And, you know, I've still got this dream of remaking Smokey and the Bandit, only changing it from Coors ugh, to, uh, um, it would be a trip from Wisconsin to say, I don't know. Pittsburgh, with a, uh, a truckload, a truckload of spotted cow beer. I don't drink beer anymore. I would, I would crack open an ice cold spotted cow from New Glarus Brewing. That's an unpaid product placement, y'all. There are no commercials on this program. Uh, Kevin adds, Jerry Reed, R.I.P., one of my favorite singers. Lots of great songs. My God, what a picker, Kevin. It's, it's kind of like, well, the same sort of applies to Glenn Campbell. Everybody remembers Glenn Campbell's songs, but my God, the man was a guitar god. And so was Jerry Reed. Clarence. I conjured Clarence. Trucker boycott. I don't see too many drivers avoiding delivering loads into New York City. Taking freight into the five boroughs pays a premium. If you take a load and deliver, you earn anywhere from 200 to $500 extra. Most companies bring freight to northern New Jersey and drop it at drop yards. Drivers who want to go into the congestion take the loads into the metro area. There is no shortage of drivers who want to do that. It's good money. Chicago Ray has a minimal amount of of support. I suspected the same was the case because ultimately after all of this barking and grunting to wit I I don't wish nothing on nobody but 
by what I'm hearing, this is real. You know, we'll see. But, you know, leave Trump the fuck alone with the bullshit. All right? You Wait a minute. Is this, is this the 2024 version of, leave Britney alone? Is this how far the maggots have fallen? Y'all. No, you, you know you ain't got shit on Trump. So cut the bullshit. He's gonna win this motherfucker on appeal, but it's still... Not... Poor, poor, poor Chicago Ray really does need to spend... You know, maybe just a week with our conversation. So he can, so he can get rid of the brain worms, and 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 have his lizard brain go back to just doing lizard brain stuff and not be trying to do the higher primate operations. Because it sincerely does not work. He's gonna win on appeal anyway. Yeah, because Clarence. Clarence Darrow of the Upper Midwest is behind the... I'm sure he wouldn't drive no Volvo semi. God damn it, it's, a, it's, it, it's Peterbilt. How's yours? You know, it's bullshit. Selection interference. So, we'll see what happens, eh? I mean, we'll see what happens. Hey, Chicago Ray, buddy. I heard you say election interference. Now, here's step two. Spell it. You know, I hate to say it, man, but motherfucking truckers are truckers are for Trump, man. I mean, we're like 95, 96% out here. All Trump. Ain't no motherfuckers for Biden. Alright, man. Uh I'll let you know what else I hear by, you know, by the time... Yeah, yeah, he hears things. 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 There's things, and he hears them. Monday rolls around, but Chicago Ray checking in. And checking out. And there is a denouement, of course, to this story. There always is. And he put it up on TikTok, what you just heard. And then something happened. A little bit later, he says, Just to be clear, I'm no figurehead of any movement. I'm not leading, nor have I encouraged, or am I encouraging anyone to do anything other than what they were doing prior to the ruling Friday in New York City. I'm just a trucker who heard chatter and posted it on Twitter. Nothing more than that. And then he deleted everything. I took that video down from Friday because it went viral and my grandson seen it on TikTok. No one's got to me. I heard what drivers were saying and I'm hearing some of that today. I ain't scared of shit. I grew up in Chicago. I stand with Trump 100%. Truckers for Trump drivers can make their own decisions based on their families and their careers. No, nah, nobody got to him. He probably got to himself. You realize, wait a minute. I ain't got no union. 
they can just fire me at will. And then what happens? Uh, Clarence or anybody else who drives truck, I need a little reassurance. I'm a little worried about the fact that this guy's uh, hauling God alone knows how many thousand pounds of, or maybe he's deadheading, don't know. But that's a whole lot of truck. And that's a whole lot of babbling. Maybe he's a great driver. But it's worrisome. I'm just out here in a little teeny tiny Ford. It's not even a snack for a vehicle the size of his. Um, Matt in San Francisco says, uh, I remember CB radios. My brother had one in his van along with the diamond uh, diamond tuck upholstery and bed in the back. Must have been late 70s. Pretty sure it was, Matt. Was there a mural on the side of the van? Kind of an airbrushy look. Matt closes thing. 10-4. Steve in New York, win on appeal. And when he doesn't, what will that mean? That appeal court will be in on it? Of course. It's turtles all the way down. Uh, Ralph said, uh, by Monday, I think Chicago Ray quit the boycott. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, uh, he was a chump who smartened up, but he's still for Trump, y'all, because America. Oh, and back to the embryos and the guns. Hi, Billable. Uh, after listening to your stories about the Great Alabama Embryo Massacre and children in Missouri being allowed to carry guns, it occurred to me that if embry... Oh, Billable. I'm not even going to... I'm not, I'm not even going to wait for a vote. I'm just going to do this... Uh, Sua Sponte. After listening to your stories about the Great Alabama Embryo Massacre and children in Missouri being allowed to carry guns, it occurred to me that when embryos are outlawed, only outlaws will have embryos. Freedom! Yes. Oh, and Clarence says, you're right. Thank you, Clarence. I appreciate, I appreciate the validation. Randy Radar says, uh, this is how Nixon got so far. Nixon communicated at the fifth grade level to the American public. So went Nixon. So goes Trump. But, Randy, I mean, Nixon... Nixon was a rocket a rocket surgeon compared to Orange Julius Geezer. Chicago Ray, Matt in San Francisco, says something tells me he takes Viagra for his election interference. Oh, picking up right where you left off on Friday, are you, Matt? Election interference. But, you know, I mean, if one person's doing it, it probably means more than one. You know, maybe he's another one of those snort rails of Viagra and chase it with Red Bull, Bull so he can all night types. <sighs> Sometimes my brain's just hurt. You go to the stress line real quick, but uh, 
this just this this is this and by the way we're into the third hour of the program uh we've met the challenges uh and if we raised another 225 we'd be completely done with last week's fundraising and i would pay two two terribly important bills once the program is over um thanks for getting us this far though that's that's huge Sometimes you just see a headline and it's like, oh, this this is this is Moran Monday. Uh, Ralphs. <laughs> so I guess there's some unhappiness in Maggot Land. Uh, former Montana governor. Uh, Mark Rassico, yeah, he's a conservative, and he signed off on, amica, on the amicus brief uh, begging the Supreme Court to disqualify Nitwit Nero from the ballot, the Colorado case. And he decided to go after Jerk Deluxe Vance, the fake hillbilly who is now the junior senator from uh, the Buckeye State. And these things, you know, th- these things just spiral out of control for these, these, these maggots. And so uh, Mark Rassico gave him, gave him some shit, Dirk Deluxe. And then he went on the interweb tubes, Jerk Deluxe Vance did, because just this is this is how the maggot mind works. On Saturday, and again, I want to reemphasize: I'm opening my bottle of Diet Seven up. That's what that was. That was, an, that was an unpaid product placement, but it beats the hell out of, uh, of Zero Sugar Sprite. Again, this is a sitting member of the Senate of the United States of America. The same Senate that gave us Daniel Webster. The same Senate that gave us Fighting Bob LaFollette. The same Senate that gave us LBJ. Fulbright. Giants. Everett Dirksen. Etc. It's a different Senate now, y'all. Because Jerk Deluxe Vance went on the internet webs on Saturday to post a picture of a dolphin trying to mate with a woman. The picture was captioned, Woman Gets Violated 
by a dolphin and enjoys it. And Jerk Deluxe, adding his own uh, his own spin, said, "Maybe the internet was a mistake." But it got worse because savvy internet users realized that in the caption, woman and dolphin were highlighted, which is a tell for our interweb savvy um, members of the Horn Family Community Congregation, and you know who you are, you IT professionals, you. The fact that woman and dolphin were highlighted meant that somebody had to look for woman and dolphin. One person said, damn you, Internet, for showing people things they search for. Another guy said to Jerk Deluxe, why are you searching for dolphin porn, my guy? Charlotte Clymer said, the bolded words indicate the terms you searched to find this. Someone else said, nuclear level self-own, posting that with your search terms highlighted. With another saying, maybe electing a senator spending his time meme mill generating for clicks was a mistake. And then, then, then Rick Wilson showed up to the party. Well, I did not have J.D. Vance searches for dolphin porn on my Saturday night bingo card, but here we are. Rule 34 never fails. Is Rule 34 everything Trump touches dies? And good Lord, we're a quarter of the way into the third hour of the program, and we haven't even gotten to the we haven't even gotten to the tennis shoes yet. Uh, well, okay, sneakers. I guess they're technically high-top basketball shoes. I, I don't know if I have the stamina for it. Yeah, it's Roscoe. Thank you, Stephen, New York, as in uh, P. Coltrane. Roscoe P. Yeah, Mark, Mark Roscoe, R-A-C-I-C-O-T. I, I remember talking about him in the past. I just hadn't seen his name in a while, and I'd forgotten that it was Roscoe. We regret the error. I know, Ralphs. What the what? JD Vance. Look, you know, as as long as as long as nobody gets hurt, you know, consent consent is sexy and all of that. But I worry about a guy who's out there looking for dolphin porn, and I don't want to even really talk about what dolphins. Two of my two of my favorite. Sea mammals, dolphins and otters, well, they're not particularly discriminating in their uh, amorous conduct. Um, oh, okay, okay, Micah. Look, anytime, uh, not Micah, anybody else, any anytime it seems like maybe the, str- the stream went down, it's probably just one of my pregnant pauses.
See, there's one now. I'm checking these messages. The communications come in on so many different devices. J.D. Vance searches for dolphin porn. Hmm. As Miranda says in Twelfth Night, no, in The Tempest, I'm sorry. Oh, what a world. Oh, what a brave new world that has such people in it. Let's go to the stress line. Hey, welcome to the program. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Clarence, is that you? Yeah, can you hear me, Robin? Yeah, I hear you. Hey, how are you? Um, I mean, hang in. I'm still fighting some. I'm still on quarantine for this COVID. I went to get the, uh, they told me to come back in five days, so I went back today. They told me I still have it, so. Told me to come back in 48 hours. You know, but the only thing I got, the only problem is my nose is stopped up. But other than that, I feel great, you know, so. Well, you do, you do, you do, you do sound a little, a little sinusy. Yeah, yeah, my nose is stopped up. But uh, other than that, you know, I feel good. So I'm just, hopefully this thing will wear off, you know, but, but anyway, I'm calling about this, uh, uh Chuck, truck, what is his name? Trucker Ray or whatever. <laughs> Chicago Ray. Chicago Ray. He, uh, yeah, he's a, um, they are minority. Those guys like that, and, um, like you, you hit it right on the point. They've been sitting there listening to that, uh, conservative radio because trucking is a very, very, very good area, uh, you know, brainwashing. You riding up and down the road eight hours to 10 hours a day and everybody's locked in on, you know, whatever they want to hear. And most of them is listening to, you know, right wing radio because, uh, yeah, everything you say is, is what they spout every day. But they're a minority because what it is, the trucking industry has changed. I've been out here 33 years. And, um, it's a lot of minorities out here now. You got, you got truckers from, um, Somalia, Ethiopia, um, Belarus. You got, I mean, all, all the Baltic states. I mean, I think I said this to you before. You can go into a truck stop and if you really listen, you know, You'll hear so many different languages. You think you're at a UN meeting. <laughs> so this dude, all that, 80, 90, 96% of drivers and just supporting Trump. That's a bunch of crap. But, uh, it's a bunch of them out here like that. But that story, him boycotting, you know, they always talk about getting a boycott. The only people who can even afford to do that, Robbie, are what we call owner operators. Like these guys that got their own trucks their own companies and stuff like that. Company drivers, you can't leave that company and run off and do a boycott. And most of the drivers out here are company drivers. Uh, I'm almost sure. It's, well, I don't know the number. I'm, I would assume about 75% and that, that might even be considered. But still, it's more company drivers out here. Then you got the drivers of UPS, FedEx. And the, uh, well, UPS, there. When, when you say uh, it's about the union, that's the big thing. These guys, they want to go boycott some old nutty shit about Trump, but none of them want to organize and get up under the union umbrella where they can really, really make some money, you know, call a shot. Yeah, uh, and have some power. Exactly. They they, they don't even understand none of that. None of that. The first thing come out, oh, I don't want to play no union dudes, you know. And I'll be sitting there, I talk, every now and then I run into a driver or something, you know, I really get their attention. 
I'm like, because uh, a lot of these drivers are, you know, legacy drivers. Their family was in uh, trucking. But most of them, their mothers and fathers, guys that's older than me and stuff like that, they were union um, drivers and stuff. And I said, you remember union days, man, but the guys, uh, uh, when they retired, you know, they had a nice little pension, man. You know, they take, live well. Now you you got 401Ks, which you just gambling with your money. A lot of these guys are, uh, some do all right, and most don't because they don't—they don't even know how to manage the four hundred one k account. You know, they get fees taken out. They be wondering, "Where's my money going? Where's my money?" Some of these guys lose two or three thousand dollars a year, man, and, and they have no clue. But they're blaming on Biden, you know, somebody like that. But uh, yeah, it, when it was them, <laughs> when it was them who put their money into beefsteak mines. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, but the, the, the whole thing, you know, when I try, try to talk a lot of drivers, you know, and it's just one person. And I, every now and then I might run into somebody to understand the union um, system, but it's even guys my age, man. They go, like, I don't want to pay the dues, you know, so I'm almost sure they've been listening to that crap down, you know, the corporate America. They've been going, well, you don't want to organize, you don't want to organize, you want to speak to yourself. You could go, if you want to raise, you go, walk, you know, walk up to the CEO's office and, you know, and it's, it's all a bunch of crap. But that, um, yeah, that New York, that New York host, and with it, the reason that I think he did a U-turn on that, and I'm almost sure, because I don't know if he's an owner-operator. He, he must be an owner-operator, because the company probably wouldn't even get that. But what happened was, the bottom, you know, like you said, it started tapping at his pocket. And by him going viral like that, now you got other companies that people, you know, he might have companies that he's working for already that he's, um, you know, uh, moving freight for. And they they don't want that kind of publicity. So, you know, like, uh, you know, they, you know uh, kill the contract. So that's why I think he he probably got a call from a couple of people that he's making good money for, and they're like, "Yo, dude, slow your roll real quick." And that's why he jumped out. Ah, oh, no, no, you you see him pleading and begging that. Look, I didn't have nothing to do with that. Bye, bye, bye. You know, but uh, that's what that was. That was a, so he got that what I call he got a money call, and somebody told him like, "Yo, you need to tamp that down real quick, pal, or we gonna cut you loose." And, uh, and he got that. I, I haven't seen the truck with the way he described it. Usually them trucks is hundred fifty, two hundred some thousand dollars, and if you don't own that, you paying two or three thousand dollars a month uh note on that truck. And believe me, you miss. Okay, I'm a company driver, right? You know, I'm getting I'm getting retirement from the military SSI. I mean, on Social Security. I'll say like this, nice one. I'm doing fine, but this this five days that I've been off already, that's fifteen hundred dollars that um that's just went right out the window. So, and I'm just a company driver. So I know a guy like him, two or three thousand, like they run up to New York two or three days, man, they're being, they're being the hole so quick to make their head spin. And that's why that thing just fizzled out in Texas now. And, you know, I think it's what they ended up with 10 drivers. And, and, and believe me, you got 7 million truck drivers out. You can't, you can tell me you couldn't get a thousand drivers down there because they know, um, uh, any day of uh, lost driving is lost revenue. So, uh, yeah, yeah, he's talking out of his ass. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, those drivers got down there to the Texas border and started, first they baptized each other, and then they started fighting. Yeah, that, and, you know, and that, when I heard that part, I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> and then both of you they, oh, so all of them are supposed to be Christians or religious guys. They, that's all, it's all BS, man. It's all. But what I find out, and I hate to, you know, and I hate to um, disparage people, but the truth is the truth. A lot of these drivers out here are illiterate. Full stop. That's all. 
they can pass that CDL, uh, and I, I think the CDL, what they say, uh, you know, you study for a test, like, it's like at the ninth grade level, uh, level, so it ain't like trying to, you know, the space shuttle, and the guys, uh, most of these guys, that's all they know how to do is uh, jump in the truck, drive up down the road, and you jump on that CB. You know, some of them guys, that CB thing, <laughs> some of these guys, Robin, spend thousands of dollars so they can get on there and stop that crap, man. And I'm like, you got to, they got like two or $3,000 radios, you know, some, some of them be riding around, uh, what's it, uh, what's the expensive radio? They got the uh, ham radios, I think. Some of them got them in the truck, you know. Right. So when you riding down the road, yeah, they're so powerful, Robin, dude. when they turn it on, you're, you're just regular radio could be on and you can hear the power. <laughs> you stepping on you and stuff like, I'm like, what are you doing out here with something like that? You know, it, it's just insane. But, uh, you got guys out here that do that. They spend a lot of food so they can get on this spout and all that old crazy stuff. And, uh, one of the reasons I don't even use CB is, uh, the races, <laughs> it's pretty, well, I was going to ask. Just, I was, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, CB is pretty sketchy now. Yeah, well, I, I, I put it like this: I, you don't really need one now because, uh, like, what it was, the CB um, was used to be for the drivers where they could communicate and um, uh, what we just called uh, give you bear updates. You know where the police at? You know they live. But you know me, they got all of the other technology now to tell you. Matter of fact, you can you go down Google Maps if you got it on, it'll tell you, uh, um, speed track ahead. You know? So, so you don't really need a CB. And then usually CBs are used when you get to customers, you'll be talking to the receivers and the shippers. But now when you get there, you know, they got a big old sign up there with their phone number. You call in and talk to them directly. So they, the ones who ride around with that, a lot of them, like I said, the ones spend a lot of money and it makes them feel like they're big. Guy running down the road and all that stuff, but you don't need. I, I, I haven't had a CB in ten years. You know, regulation. Uh, you don't need one, you know. But uh, but they use it. A lot of the uh, guys they communicate themselves. I, I say the idiots uh, communicate to themselves because what they do, they get on there and um, you know, that conversation. Then every now and then you get you get somebody riled up, so they'll cut in on them, right? And then you know they start going back and forth. Down to the point where you know you call the guy names and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, it's easy to do that because uh, you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know what truck they in, you know. So you can say anything. You hear the threats. Hey, meet me at the next mile post, and I'll blow your brains out. You know, I'll be there. <laughs> well, you kind of so make comical, you, you, wait a minute. You kind of make me want to own a CB radio now. Yeah. Well, you know what? Where you live at? You um, okay? Let me see. It would come in handy out there because you were really would hear the nonsense running up. Uh, we y'all got out there, nineteen seventies. Oh man, seventy seven. Yeah, I was here looking at the woods a couple couple yeah. weeks ago. I was going down seventy seven, and um, yeah, but uh, yeah, if you if you just want if you want to be uh, entertained, get you. Uh, I would tell you uh, get a uh, yeah, get a CB because CB is big and strong now, and if, if you reach out to that interstate, you'll <laughs> you'll have some chatter to talk about <laughs> to some of your shows because. I mean, some of the nonsense that goes on on the radios is just absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah, but uh, but there's a lot of illiterate drivers out here, and like you said, you wonder. I say the same thing. These guys driving an eighty thousand pound truck down the road, seventy, eighty, ninety miles an hour, and um, and can't put a thought together, man. And some of them even hauling hazmat materials. They're basically even worse. And uh, but that's what you got out here now. 
Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. Been I know you. I know you remember, and sure. I, rem- I remember the lyrics to to to, to uh, Convoy. Uh, what was what was yeah. the ter- uh, some guy was hauling uh, you know hazardous materials, and he's referred to in the song as a suicide jockey. Yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, the uh, um, I know that one of the um, you probably seen some of the tra- uh, track trail flatbeds going down the road with uh, with these steel coils on it, right? And um. And it depends on the direction of where the, uh, the coil was sitting on the truck. But one of the things, and, and I get a kick and laugh out of it, but it's, it's a serious thing. Uh, the coil sit, is either sitting in a homicide, a homicide position or the suicide position. Now, the, um, the homicide position, the coil is sitting on the truck where it can roll into the back of the truck and, you know, and, and kill the driver. But the suicide one is when it's uh, sitting up the other way and it can roll off to the, uh, you know, off the either side and kill somebody like that. <laughs> and the, um, the gist of that story, you'll kill yourself because if that, if that steel coil comes off, it's unsecured, it'll kill somebody off on both sides of the car. But, uh, uh I've, I've seen one coil leave a truck in 30 years, but that was enough for me. But they, but, uh, yeah, you got some idiots out. I, I don't think none of them have no business driving these iron trucks. Cause it's a, uh, it's a, it's a job that you need, you really need to be mature. Detail oriented and everything, cause some of these guys be whizzling down there. There's no reason he got this. And this for me, there's no reason to be driving a tractor trailer 80, 90 miles an hour anywhere in this country. Even out there in the desert, out there, they have them wide open, but uh, it's just, you got guys that, that are immature and uh, think that, uh, you got the truck drivers that think they're in a NASCAR vehicle, you know, they run up on you with So, Clarence, my advice to the whole family yes. out there. Absolutely. If you out there around them truckers, Try to get, let them go by, get away from them because, um, I always tell them the trucks is like anything else. Anything can happen at any time. And one of the biggest problems, you, and you probably see the, uh, the tires out there laying on the road, you know. Oh, Lord, yes. Uh, we, we call them alligators. If you see it laying on the ground, you'll think about this from here on out. If you see it laying on the ground, think about what did it hit to get there? Cause usually when they blow, right? They usually bounce off another truck or a car going by, bust the windshield out, and they right there. Don't ride by those trucks. Do not go. If, if you pass one, go on past it. If not, let it get on around you. I've seen drivers sit right there with them tandems. Do not ride along because when one of them tires blow, there's no telling where that out. We call it alligator, and that piece of rubber will take your windshield out, your side window, and it'll cause you to wreck. So uh, that's that's a piece of uh, advice. Please. Don't ride by those tires. I've seen many accidents from those. You know, and a lot of it's, folks it's that interesting. Be riding along. It's interesting you mentioned. It's interesting you mentioned that, Clarence. Because and and when I when I'm off air here, I'm going to go in, and I'm going to I'm going to tell Annette exactly what you just said to me. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't ride by those trucks like that. I don't care. When 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 we ride together on you know interstates or you know divided four lane roads, whatever. She gets she gets right nervous when I go to pass a semi, yeah. and and she said just hang and she said yeah she says just hang back it's okay we're not in a hurry I said I am not in a hurry but I want to round him because I can't see yeah. what I can't see ahead of him and I don't know what's coming at me mm-hmm. and so you've kind of. You, you, you've kind of given me a compelling, well, you did. compelling yeah, argument. Uh, she's thinking right. You, you, the, the object, okay, the object is uh, increase 
increase your leading distance, that means get third out in front of it, or or, or increase your following distance on one of them. You know, sometimes like sometimes that practice you can't get around, get up there. But the whole the the uh, gist of what I'm trying to say is, don't stay near one because we got all the mag. Uh, one of the, one of the things that I try to tell some of the younger drivers when I'm out here or any driver and sharing it with you guys, one thing you got to always remember: those trucks. I don't care how shiny new they are or how old, whatever. They're maintained by men. Anything has just because it's rolling, it's rolling good right there. Don't mean it will a mile or two down the road. I, uh, I, I tell a lot of people too, and this, this is a true thing about your car. You think about this too, and this for everybody. Just because them brakes work the last time you touch them, don't mean they work the next time you go for them. See my, see my point? I absolutely do. Every time you. Every, yeah, every time you, you know, a, a machine, a mechanical machine like that, every time you um, uh, uh, turn, go make a stop, anything, it, it can fail, you know. You can cross your fingers and hope that nothing like that does. But you got to operate like that. And that's where uh, I had a good I had a good trainer many years ago. He used to tell me, he said, partner, always leave yourself an out. That's why you don't crowd yourself with another car, another truck, because something goes wrong, you can compensate and get out of harm's way. But if you're off, you, you, you see a lot of cars and a lot of trucks, they all bunched up. That's, that's, that's a disaster waiting to happen. Especially when they're bunched up like that. The person who's really doing the driving is the person that's in front. And whatever they do, you're going to do. And that's why you see the accordion effect, people piling, blah, 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 blah. When you see all them rear end collisions, oh, yeah. that means everybody was driving too, too close. Yeah. Leave yourself and out. That's it. That driving thing, I, I remember a sign when I first started out, and um, it was in a yard, and it's a big old sign, and it's still true today. He said, ladies and gentlemen, you are getting ready to enter the most dangerous place in the world, a super highway. And that's the truth, because it only takes a split second for things that just, you know, just get, get really, Go completely really sideways, yeah. When, uh, when, I was, right. when, I was right. teaching, when I was teaching Ferg to drive, um. I, you remember you'd, you'd get them in those little, uh, uh, the little you know coin-operated vending machines, and it'd be a little little ball of fluff with some little sticky feet and you know the googly eyes on it. Well, yeah, I, I yeah, got I it. Those, yeah. I got it. I got one of those, and I put a little. Uh, I, I, I put it on the dashboard of the car that he was learning to drive in, facing the driver, and I took another little mm-hmm. piece of tape, and I wrote the words. You know, it's like. You know the white adhesive tape, like medical tape that you can write on, and I wrote the letters I C K Y Icky, and I stuck it on there. And I said, every time you're thinking about pulling out into traffic and you see a car coming either way, and you think I can beat that, I said I want you to look over here at little Icky, and I, and and I'm going to tell you right now what little icky means. What little icky is saying by saying icky? I see K Y. Impatience can kill you. Yep, that's good. I like that. Yep. Anything, anything that helps you know, you know, um, you understand the situation in because uh, yeah, that, that was a good. I like that. But uh, that, that thing is um. That road, that road out there is no joke, man. And, and like I said, with these, with that, with that situation, and then uh, you know, intelligence some of the people out there that some of these folks don't even need to get. They talk about back background checks for guns. They need background checks for some of these drivers because uh, 
we got some fools out here, man. I mean, they just be ripping and running in them trucks and and uh and like that guy there, I was listening to him talking about, you know, uh we all for Trump. Man. And like you said, he doesn't have no clue that oh, he's gonna beat him on appeal and all that. Yeah, he's going to beat him on appeal, a banana peel, an yeah. apple peel, because it ain't, he ain't going to win in a court appeal. I had a, 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 Robin, I had a discussion with one of these drivers, man, that's uh, like a degree. And I'm starting, because I'm, I'm trying to pinpoint where I picked this during, um, you know, this virus up. And I almost think it was hell. It was so, it was so funny, but it was so serious. Anyway, the guy got into what I'm talking about, um, the migrant coming across the border and all that stuff. And, um, and he had to make the crimes and stuff. And it was so funny because we were sitting in the, uh, the, the, the driver's lounge. And when it was, you know, TV runs 24-7 to intensive. But it happened to be cops was on there. So I turned around to the guy. I said, look, I said, man, you've been in here watching this damn cop show for about two hours, whatever it was, because I've been coming in and out of here. And I said, how many migrants you seen on that cop show that committed crimes? Okay. And you know what he said to me? He said, oh, all of them might be migrants. And I'm like, what? And these were mostly black and white men, you know, from uh, uh, the you know, lower-income neighborhood. You know you know, they got the uh, the cops. I call it the cops' uh, cast. Oh, yeah, bad boy, bad <laughs> and, boy, what you going to do? You know, and it's the and it's, yeah, and it's, the, and it's the white redneck boy in a, in a, in a tank top T-shirt. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, three days, was, three uh, days growth, of, yeah, three and, days growth of beard, hair all over the place, and, you know, drunk, you know, drunk, drunk out his, then, out of his mind and, on bush light. Exactly. So it, 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 not only that, don't forget they had the inner city park because this brother was on the young boy had, uh, <laughs> he had loaned his car. I mean, uh, the lady, Lady had loaned her car to to the drug dealer because she wanted to get the drugs. Like, so after she got getting high and shit, she calls the cops on him and tell him that uh, the boy stole his car. <laughs> so fucking great. But anyway, I was telling the dude, I said, "How many miners did you see on there?" And then he, you know, oh, that might be miners. So I left that part alone. So we went to another. You know, he want to. He he's saying all the, the points. You know, the bullet points. Again. They want to round up all the miners and everything there. And it was so funny because then I really got dug in his ass. I said, look, man. I said, that apple you eating right there, man? I said, you know who picked that apple right there? I said, it's a Hispanic community picked that. I said, I told him just like this. I said, every time you go to a market from here on out, you're going to remember this conversation, what he's like, you know. When you walk in and you see that produce section in, in that market, you can rest assured that it wasn't no white American and no black American that picked that fruit and the you know, vegetable. Trust me. I mean, that amen. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, and oh, I say, and then when you go to buy that meat, and when you go by that meat department, you better second guess that one too, because trust me, it ain't too many white Americans or black Americans working in the meat factories and packing. Oh plants. no, no, no! It, uh, you know, when you, yeah, when you're gonna, when you're, I mean, when I'm gonna fire up the smoker and I go up to the Wiggling Pig and there's a special on pork shoulders or Boston butts or whatever. I know exactly mm-hmm. what's going on down at that meat processing plant in Tar Heel, North Carolina, and it is not exactly. It is, it is not white folks, and it is mostly not black folks. It is folks speaking Spanish. That's right, because I've been to quite a few of them Smithfield and Tyson plants, and, and um, oh, well, this is even um, you know the the southern favorite. Uh, where is it? I think I think it's out in Indiana somewhere. The um. 
what's the what's them damn donuts? Cause I don't mess with them. A Krispy Kreme. Oh, I went out to the Krispy Kreme. Yeah, hell of a, that's a, you know how to hurt a girl. <laughs> Packed with Hispanic brothers and sisters in it. So they bring your sweet tooth to the market for you. <laughs> but you know, you, hey, you'll be in trouble if they round them all up like they want to. You know, they talk so crazy with that man, but uh. People, people who don't know, don't you know? We really don't know, and it's sad because eventually, I mean, you know, we probably won't be around. But eventually, the truth will, you know, the media. And I would love to see the expression on these folks' face. And we've been played all these years, all these years. You think? Do you, do you think it's that crazy. ever? Do you think that ever happens for any of them, Clarence? Um, you, 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 you're more, way much of a historian, sometimes more historian, but I'm a history buff too. People evolve and change and stuff, so we've been, I, I, I don't know how many eons it's going to take, but I think humans will come to their senses sooner or later, man, because, um, you know, the truth, the truth will, uh, will be there. But this, um, I was speaking to a friend of mine, I said, these years, this Trump, this Trump era has really got everybody off kill, man. Like I went, back, I went back to the urgent care, um, you know, to get this test today, and I, and um, yeah, people sitting in their place, still, you know, because it's it's not mandatory to wear a mask. I'm like, yo, you in the urgent care center? Why you can't wait? Couple ladies sitting in there just coughing and hacking and stuff, man. So I. I, they had to come outside to get me. I just sit outside. So I'm not going to sit in there. You know, mask up. I'm not going to sit I'm, in there. Hey, hey, I look like a compulsive person now with uh, with the sanitizer. I mean, I just go through the bottle of sanitizer. Because, um, you know, but I was telling the, uh, the technician there, I said, you know, I said, Trump's got this thing. Oh, man, she said the same thing. She said, yeah, you got those who believe in it. And some of them just, you know. They don't believe nothing's wrong, man. They think it's all a hoax. And uh, that's sad because until uh, we get away from um, that, um, that fake news and all that other crap, man, we, we're going to have a problem. But I am. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still, yeah, Clarence, I'm, st- I'm still daring to have a, you know, at least a, a molecule of optimism about what's coming up in November. You know, you, yeah, you, 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 know you, you and I, me, you and me, have been talking for a while, and you know what? I, you know what I call a presidential election? It's the, it's the quadrennial one-question American IQ test. Yeah, yeah you're, you're exactly right. Because, but the thing, I think when we've fallen short, you know, uh, on the Democratic side, is, is um, you know, you keep hearing it's, it's almost to the point it's, it's a truth now. The um, the messaging, man. I think the um. And I, 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 I fought, kind of fought on Jamie Harris because I don't see him around much. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a diehard minister, but you don't see him around. He need, he need to be out front every day, breaking these, um, you know, breaking down these um, uh, bills that uh, Biden got through and stuff. And they need to be out there. They, 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 they gonna really have to invade. Um, uh, we'll see. Uh, social media. Uh, as much as is because uh, that mistake was made with uh, Hillary Clinton. They didn't get on social media. They're going to have to get on that social media, man. You know, because it, it, well, it's think, a big think, crowd out there. And, that's I, and, and I, I think there's that, Clarence, but there's something else that I've been looking at. We need to get, you know, we need to get, because, you know, I'm one of those high-paid high political consultants, right? Yeah. Um, you too. Well, you got, a, you got an opinion like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, need, we need some people. I mean, we know the states that are going to matter in November. 
Alabama is not going to matter in November. Mississippi stand is not going to matter in November. But right. in the places in the places where it's going to matter, we need we, we we need surrogates for Biden who can go out and oh God, I hate even bringing this up. Talk to the Muslim community in places like Michigan and explain that he's not just a complete lick spittle for Bibi Netanyahu. And in fact, uh, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, James Clyburn, you know, South Carolina, uh, yep. kind of got himself in a little hot water over the weekend when he said, oh, yeah, I mean, I've talked to Biden about him. and He don't like Netanyahu and he thinks he's an asshole. Oh God! And I'm like, okay, that, okay, maybe that'll help. That'll help because we we the, the, the number of people who are absolutely outraged and disgusted about the way that 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 we we appear to have had and for a generation for generations let Israel you know shove us around like a Chihuahua barking at a goddamn Great Dane. Well, it's embarrassing and. And young people who, who have the power to turn the tide if they will but go out and vote, we need people who can, uh, who can talk to them and say, no, 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 it's more nuanced than that. Yes, this is wrong. Yes, this is disgusting. But... but the, I, think, uh, I think the problem, you know, is my, you know my, my perspective, where, we, again, here we go with the... Uh, the literacy and stuff. A lot of people, you know, you got okay, you got the um, the people with the Palestinian cause, and you got the people with the Israeli cause because of the deaths and stuff like that. And you know, some see no problem with that because yeah, the deaths is just stopping up. But but the problem is, and it's again, and you're a historian, and I love history. He got people got to understand the history behind that. It's more to that just that raid that day and all that. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there's a backstory to every damn thing, and it's just like okay, the Israeli Palestinian thing is a backstory, and then you know we got down. Um, uh, and I'm jumping over, but you'll see what I'm trying to get to. We'll talk about the border. Oh, the border, 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 border. We don't have like you say the surges getting out. They explaining to people why it's like that, where the United States had its hands in the South America. The people down there. I, I, I put it in simple when I was getting struggle in a conversation with somebody. When he said, well, I wonder why they're coming up here. I said, because we went down and we took all their resources. We didn't need no infrastructure. And we've been busting our ass to destabilize Venezuela for the entirety of this century. And then exactly. God, God see, knows. That, that's know. where, see, you know that, and I know that. But the majority, they have no clue that they see you right next to these little trailer parks. They, 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 they'll look at you like, what's, what's a Venezuela, you know? And they, all they know is it's an invasion and all that stuff. And there's a reason why that, you know, the migration is like that. It's the same thing, same thing in Europe. You were just talking about Germany and the Nazis and all these folks over there. They got to hear up their ass because what's, what's going on there? The people from Africa is migrating to Europe. Hey, guys, y'all been raping and, and pillaging us for all these years. Uh, we don't have nothing, so we're coming up where where the money's been at, you know, invested. Yeah, um, and and you know, there's uh, there's even there, there's even a little bit more. In, uh, there's more irony involved than that, for starters. And I mean, you mm -hmm. know, because I'm one of these long view girls. You know, I I, I take I, I look I look I look thousands of years backwards, 
and it's it's like yeah, exactly. wait y'all like, wait y'all yeah. upset that people are coming into northern in in into, into northern and central and western Europe from Africa? Where do you think your ancestors came from, Hans? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all it. come up Ooh. out of Africa. That's where humanity yeah. begins. And you start that conversation with um, Billy Joe down here in the um, trailer park. He's like, what? <laughs> oh, no, he'll go get, yeah, that, that, oh, no, he'll, Billy Joe go get the shotgun. Yeah. It's, 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 it's why you're sitting there in, 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 you know, in the little kitchen in the um, trailer. It is a big old picture of white Jesus up on the wall. You know? <laughs> so, it's, it's, Wait a minute. <laughs> big old picture of white Jesus. Yeah, he's going to sit up on the wall. Megan Kelly's buddy. <laughs> yeah, of course, Jesus. But, uh, yeah, it's right next to white Santa Claus. And and somebody being yeah, totally but, cool in blackface. You know, yeah, oh, wait, that's Megan <laughs> Kelly's la- oh, That's Megan Kelly's living room. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're exactly right. We need surrogates out here, man. And we need they need to be out here real quick because they, they need to be visible on TV. And, um, uh, and but I, I think, um, what other captain folks like, I guess, me and you and somebody, you know, people are in 40s, 50s. But still, that, um, I know that social media, and I heard you say something the other day. Can you break down, um, what's your feelings about that TikTok thing? I, I don't, I've, I've been, I'll share with you, I've been on TikTok like twice. I had that, then I took it off because I read a story that, um, that the, uh, the Chinese is, uh, used that for intelligence purposes. So I kind of, I don't know if that's a conspiracy, but I, and it's, if you, sometimes it's, if there's a kernel of truth when you hear something, but I took it off my phone too. What do you think about that TikTok thing? It ain't on my phone. I mean, I'm I'm sorry okay. if I, I'm so, I'm sorry if I sound like, uh, uh, you know, some 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 you know some paranoid, but you know, there's a, there's a couple there's a couple of yeah there's a couple of apps are not on my phone. TikTok is not on my phone, and neither is Telegram. And maybe this marks yeah, me. Maybe this marks me as a provincial, but. Well, I got you beat. I got you good. The only one I got on is, 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 is mine is Facebook, and um, you know, I don't, I don't use. I, 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 I'm, I'm what they call uh, uh, a drive-by. I just, I'll be looking at other people's stuff like it, but I don't interact with nothing on that because, because um, what I, I, I try to tell again, I share with people. You got um, you got a thousand friends. But you don't have the capability to do background check. You don't know them. Just because you were friends with them, they're friends with somebody else that might be toxic, and it just goes on and on and on. And sometimes you can end up in a, an investigation that you had no idea of, and somebody's tapping on your door. So um, I kind of really shy away from that, you know. But, but that's that's my little uh, conspiracy of uh, 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 paranoia, I put like that. But I know um, a lot of HR departments, you know. It's a lot of entities that use uh, social media to take a look at, uh, you know, profiles of people and stuff like that. Charlie Murphy, he made a, um, made a statement before he died. And, uh, you know, Eddie Murphy's brother, he said, yeah. you know, he said, now we've, we've come to the point where we're profiling ourselves, you know. And, and that's both volumes. It's true. So you profile your own yeah, And, and see, uh, uh, TikTok is, TikTok, you know, the Chinese government owns a piece of everything. Because yeah. you know authoritarian state, I won't say communist because they're not. Um, it's an authoritarian di- dictatorship, and so they own what is called ByteDance, 
and ByteDance is headquartered in China. And Byte mm-hmm. and ByteDance in turn owns TikTok, U.S. TikTok. And they have sworn up and down, oh, there's a firewall. Yeah, bullshit. Don't tell me that. This is, you know, authoritarian authoritarian regimes do authoritarian things. And that lawsuit, I thought, uh, and, and we talked about it briefly on Friday, uh, the woman who filed an, uh, a, a term, an unjust dismissal or unjust termination uh, lawsuit against uh, TikTok said that despite the protestations, and this was in her suit papers, that everything comes downstream from Beijing. Mm-hmm. And and as yeah, sure, the, as sure the sure same, all the traffic, yeah, all the and, traffic is monitored. I mean, constantly. Yeah, yeah, and and all the you know, and and uh, it goes it goes back to what we we said back during when when Me Too first uh, first broke. Believe the woman. She's probably mm-hmm. I'd say she is uh, by a preponderance of no by by clear and convincing evidence she is she's telling the truth. Because she's not just trying to get a payday, but TikTok, right. you know, Telegram is owned by Mother Russia, and I don't want anything to do with that. Because, yeah, never, because, never, because again, never, monitored. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said it's earlier I don't do, I, I don't I don't do much on on what used to be known as Twitter anymore, because it's owned by a fascist billionaire. Oh yeah, he done really he really done um got that uh. <clears throat> Got that site completely messed up. I, I never was on it. You know, I, I can count the times I went to Twitter and looking at somebody else's uh, um, thing. But uh, well, once upon a, once upon a time it was kind of fun. Now it's just a bunch of angry right wingers. Yeah, and, and that's who gets um, prioritized. See what it, my 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 thing is, and I um I, I wish I had you know the uh, the ability or the power to do like that. When people, you know, they talk about with everything that's fake, 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 like that, and I was like, I'll take the, I'll take, I'll take the Donald Trump thing, right? Whenever you, if you hear him all of this hustling, bustling, bitching and moaning and groaning all the time, and oh, I didn't do anything, didn't do anything. The whole thing that you explain is, you're, uh, you got a law background too. Explain this to me. The whole objective, okay, if, if somebody charge you with something, right? It should, I'm like this. It should be your duty and your responsibility to counter that. So what you do, you bring evidence to show that the evidence that's been gathered to you is false. And you just can't get up there and just say it, you know, running your mouth. It needs to be documented evidence or, you know, a physical. You know, you know what I'm saying, Robin? That, I haven't seen Donald Trump do that one time. He just gets on there, oh, they're after me, I'm, they're messing with me, blah, blah, blah. Where's your evidence to counter? And even if there's fake evidence. Well, there, there is. It. He's a, yeah. Sometimes it's hard for people to conceptualize this, but it's true. He's a dumbass, Clarence. Mm-hmm. Clarence, he's it's it's, it's like, you know, I know that. He's, <laughs> he's a he's he's you know he's dipshit Donnie. He's you know he's he's that line from the the Big Lebowski. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. You're out of your element. Uh, by yeah. the way, you got oh, a, that crowd. You're getting fan mail, sure. Clarence. You're getting fan. Oh, okay. Mail. Well, thanks, thanks, Clarence. <laughs> uh, TJ, TJ said Clarence is not wrong. I'm on I-80 right now, and I get past those semis. I never hang out beside them, and there's alligators all over the place. That's right. See, you, I told you, you remember from here, and, and it's a good thing to know. Don't lie by those. Very dangerous. And then, uh, I've seen one. Darlene, I've seen one. Let, let me, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Robert. I was just going to say, Darlene in Darlene, Connecticut said, so glad Clarence called in. What an enjoyable conversation. And then Reverbo out in Colorado said, Clarence, one of your best callers ever. Please, Clarence, call more <laughs> often. So, I'll try to step up my game. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that, uh, going back to talking about that Trump and that evidence thing, that's not one time um, have I seen him Present any evidence, you know, other than, uh, you know, the, uh, the young lady or whoever was Bob or whatever, Bob or whatever, you know, she gets on there and chants stuff, but they don't never have any evidence to counter the evidence that was, um, you know, compiled against it. And I'm like, I, I really don't understand that. I really don't understand that. And, and, um, and this guy just going on and on with the, uh, the appeals that he made. But I have to now. This is this. I don't know how you feel about what I'm getting ready to say here, but I, I, I was discussing this with my sister. This is a few years ago, but I said, you know, we raise all this hell about Donald Trump, but I said, you know, and chances are we'll never be in that position that he's in. But I said, just think about it. if you were getting ready to lose your freedom, you would try to throw everything um, at the wall too to try to delay, you know, be, being locked up. But I said, it's hard for me to believe that anybody, for that matter, unless they re- Unless you really, really, really honorable, you just walk right up. Yeah, I'm guilty of everything you said. I said, let me start my side. <laughs> um, you know, every now and then you get somebody to do that, but I, I, it's very hard to do that. So, so I, I, I kind of understand why he does the delay because he don't want to get in trouble, <laughs> any more trouble. That's what it is. But he's a. Oh, I think I think you're right. And by the way, you just got another note from Emilio Clarence for president. By law, he must call once a week. Stephen, New York, said <laughs> Clarence's call. This call with Clarence is one of the best I've heard in a while. Great to hear from you, Clarence. So, uh, thank you, man. I'm really glad. Uh, you I'm going to have to step up my day. Well, you I are said, much you know appreciated. I, 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 your, 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 wisdom, your wisdom is good. Yeah. I was sharing something with you when I was kind of a little nervous, and uh, you guys might have to help me with this. I, uh, like I said, I went back today. I thought this thing was over with, man, but he told me, well, oh, you still got COVID and stuff. And what I'm scared of, if they told me to come back in 48 hours, right, so I'm going to do the swab on Tuesday morning. And um, by, um, my dispatcher told me, so I, I got to let each HR know what's going on. So the point is, trying to say, man, I hope I don't know. Uh, I have to shut it down, you know, and uh, and sit back and wait. It, because what happened was, didn't they have, when this thing first started out, it refreshed my memory. It was a 14-day um, quarantine, wasn't it? I think. Robert. Yeah. Wasn't it a 14-day quarantine when it first started? Yes. Yes, it was. Then it went to, yeah, and then it went to 10, and now it's down to 5, because that's what he told me, 5 days. So I did the 5-day quarantine. But I'm thinking that that thing really varies. Some people might go away in 5 days. Some people might go away in 5 weeks. You know, so I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case with me, but uh, I am. Um, I'm glad I took those boosters. I feel good. I, I feel great. Matter of fact, I'm not getting sleep all week, but uh, I'm you know kind of paranoid because I don't know how the things going to turn out. Because I hope they don't tell me uh, you know park the truck and um and sit it out. So but that's what I'm up against. Uh, but, yeah, you no, honest to God, you need, yeah, I, you need to get back on the road. Yeah, yeah. Because what it is, you know, I, I, I did my little semi retirement. I did my little trip and all that. But I got bored, you know, even though, uh, again, 
And I keep getting those other things. And um, one thing that keeps my spirits going, um, maybe I had to send you a picture once. When I tell people how old I am, they like, you got to be kidding me, man. Because I, I told I'll be 74 in September, but uh, I get accolades like, nah, think you in your 40s. I had a guy told me that. I was like, you got to be shitting me, man. He said, yeah, man. He said, you don't look that old. But I tell him, I said, I wish I had an MRI machine. I'll show you the inside. Then you, you'll see the lines in my trees. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, um, Y'all just want to stay busy because I'm bored to death right now. I'm, I got the, I, um, while I'm talking to you, I got it on um, mute. I got the Hitler channel on and I've been on, I don't Hitler, know how many Hitler years channel. I've been watching. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I, that's, that's what I like. I've been watching because I always find something different with this guy, man. It's amazing, man. All that nonsense he did. <clears throat> but, uh, but I'm glad I got to talk to you. And what I'll do, I'll try to, I, I said it's been three months since I called. I'll try to step it up in every two months if I can. <laughs> well, that'd be great because we still mm-hmm. haven't we still haven't gotten the travel report from Thailand. You know what? I was sitting there, I was thinking about this today. I, for real, the, the family wouldn't look because um, I, like I said, when I went over there, Thailand and the Philippines, I didn't go to no tourist sites. I was down there with the goofballs, you know. I'm, I'm glad I was drinking and drugging them like I used to years ago. But that's why I was. I don't think nobody want to hear about the bar girls and the, the lady girls and the lady boys and all that stuff. Because that, oh, that was the crowd I, I was hanging out with. You might be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly where I was at, man. And, but the thing about it, I um, I was so strong because um, I had a lot of people. Oh man, you're gonna go over there and relapse, you know? Because I, 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 you know, I think I told you I'm a recovering addict and al- addict and alcoholic. And I've been clean for about what, I mean, 16 years now, something like that. But um, when I was like, that didn't even, it didn't cross my mind, man. It didn't cross my mind at all. You know, I drank my little soda and kept on pushing. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't really nothing exciting. You know, the only thing, the, the, the only thing I can report uh, is that a half a century difference is a half a century difference. When the first time I've been to South, when I went to Southeast Asia, most of it was absolutely a rural area, you know. They were still riding buggies and, and, and you know, it was just, it wasn't no technology. Now, even the place in Angeles City, uh, Philippines, they closed down Clark Air Base in uh, 91 because they had a, uh, a volcano erupt around there in um United States. Uh, you said, y'all wrap it up rather than you know, open it back up. But anyway... They got condos on that base that I used to be stationed on now, man. And it's, it's, it's amazing how Angeles City has really, really progressed into the uh, 21st century. And, uh, they, matter of fact, their infrastructure, uh, they'll swing all the way around. So, remember Tucker Carlson talk about, uh, uh, Russia over there. I got to say this about Thailand. They got a monorail, right? That they're building right now, I think from Manila. To Angeles City, which is which is about 70, 80 miles and stuff like that, and I'm like the United States. You know, I, I think San Francisco probably the only one got that. You know, something like light rail like that out there. But but anyway, the Philippines has that. Um, their infrastructure is, is is amazing. They're very amazing, man. They got uh, skyscrapers, buildings all over the place now. So, but um, that little trip over there was. It was a little educational, but most of it was just the utter nonsense, you know. But the thing, the sad part about now, you know, even though the giggles and laugh, the um, 
that's the economy over there in the Philippines. You know, that's who, in, in, in Thailand, that sex trade, you know, you can sit there giggling and laugh and stuff. Like that. But I feel so sorry for the folks there because oh, a lot yes. of the uh, women, yeah, and a lot of the women out there, you know, it's like playing a lottery, man. If you get a date, and some of them, some of them um, young ladies out there, they might not even get a date for five or six, seven months. And what they do, I see a lot of people, oh, this girl, you know, they be calling out their names and all that stuff. Most of them, it's a survival thing. They take that money that they make and send it back to the provinces where they're from, and they're taking care of, you know, a family of 10, 15, 20 people, you know, depending on how large it is. But uh, that, that's the sad part about it. It's running games of, you know, the Europeans and Americans coming over there, you know, spending money and ripping and running with them young ladies. But uh, if you really look at it, and that's why I got a bird's eye view because I used to be part of that crowd when I was drinking and drugging, you know, beauty and messing around over there. But this time, I looked at it for really was. And it's a, it's a thriving economy, but it's a sex economy, you know. And then the men, the males, they the ones, they live off the backs of the women I'm there to take care. And, um, the, uh, the poverty still outside those, uh, those metro areas is just massive. You ever get a chance to go on YouTube and look at, uh, Manila and look at the slums down there? It's just, it'll blow your mind. It'll just blow your mind. But, uh, yeah. That that's what I feel over there, you know, and that's what your mind looks too. So, and, and you I know, know you any, get any, out of time, but and and anywhere anywhere you go on the planet and you see massive slums like that, it's it's always instructive to remember that those are choices, and those are choices not yeah. n- those are not choices made by the people in those slums, those are choices made by the people with the money building the sc- skyscrapers and the high rises. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know what. Because, okay, you, you hit a good point there. And, and, and again, I, I use my thing called the backstory. The backstory, okay, I'll, I'll just take the And the top Thailand and the Philippines, too. The, uh, the amount of money, especially during the, uh, the Vietnam War, the amount of money that we infused in over there, blah, blah, blah. Smartphones within the Philippines. And um, I forgot, well, they had a prime minister in Thailand, you know, uh, I forgot his name and stuff. But anyway, they got a king, a king. But anyway, we, we dumped a lot of money in both of those countries, right? And what they did with the billions of dollars that we dumped in there, like I said, they focused on the capital city, cities, uh, Manila, Bangkok, and um, they throw a little bit of cash down in the hands. But most of that money, the Filipino, um, I think I have 100 million people, they didn't see a damn dime in that money. And the same thing with the ties. No, but they, uh, but Imelda bought some shoes. Oh, yeah. Didn't she? Now, look what. One thing about it now, I can say about the Philippines uh, on a good note. Um, I believe it's his name. Matter of fact, the same name, Ferdinand Marcos. I believe he's the grandson of Marcos, but he's a progressive, and he's doing a lot of work, uh, a lot of good things. You know, because Duarte just tore that fucking place up. Excuse my friend. He just he was worse than Trump, really, over there, man. But uh, but he's turning all that around. Yeah, Duterte. But the money, again, like you say, the money, the rich folks, they, you know, they, they, they taking all the money that is infused in it. We're sending a lot. Matter of fact, right now, as we speak, we're opening up because we're trying to, you know, block off China. They're opening up five air bases in the Philippines right now, and um, that's a lot of money that's being infused in there. But um. A lot of that money that's going to end will not end up into the you know the Philippine um, uh, population as it should. But they need they 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 need sewage. Oh, uh, it's just oh, I can see the pictures right now. But uh, but uh, hey guys, I'm glad I got to talk to you, and I appreciate all the uh, the comments and everything. Well, you got one more. I, uh, uh, you got one more. Jude just I did? Uh, 
Yeah, Jude just uh, jumped in and said, Indeed, hearing Clarence's voice renders me feeling back at home with the Horn community. One of many grateful here. And asked September birthday. Oh, and, and she said, September birthday? Mine's September 9th. Oh, okay. September 26th. That's it. But I um, I really appreciate that. And like I said, uh, since everybody's requesting, I'm going to try to call them more. Because I, I, I hate to share with you. I um, And I don't know why it's like that. I'm reluctant to call because I'm somewhat shy. But once I get to rolling with you, I don't have no problem. So I'm going to have to do it more and more because that's what I uh, do. Because uh, I believe me, I've learned a lot from um, from you. And uh, uh-huh. and, I, and uh, you always hear the old thing, I just stumbled across your station. And that's exactly how I felt. Like, who, who is this? And I'll never forget because it um show you how long I've been listening to you. Um, what's the, uh, the brother's name out of Cleveland, Bill? He passed away. I think yeah, he had yeah, Mr. Like yeah, Mr. Stress. Yeah, that's the week I started. He again, and I, I felt so bad when I was like, damn, I got in because I remember him talking about you know the music industry and stuff like that. So, but uh, but yeah, that's how long I've been listening to you. Know, I, I believe me, hey, when I'm on that road out there, when five o'clock comes, you're right there on the dial. Oh, Clarence, you, that's you wonderful. Thank you. You, you don't roll. You, yeah, you done rode, you probably done rode about 500,000 miles with me already. Don't even know it. <laughs> See, that's yes, the thing. I, I, I just, I just, I just sit, mm-hmm. I just sit my skinny little hillbilly butt here in the studio and live vicariously through the rest of y'all. Yeah. What I'm going to do one day, I'm going to use my headset, of course. I'm going to call in and, um, and let you guys ride with me and give you a blow by blow what I see and show you, you know, show you how I operate on that road out there, you know, my observations. But it's mostly, uh, like I said, I'm very, very safety conscious. And I, uh, because I know, I, I take the job very serious. A lot of guys, they ride for the ego. I got the big truck, big engine and all that stuff. I'm out there, I'm out there really, uh, I like it because of the, uh, the independence. But I also, it's a learning experience because in trucking, one thing about it, it um, no two days are the same. Every day is different. And, um, you know, I meet all different types you of never travel like the, that, you, uh, you never travel the same road twice, even if you're on the same highway. It's a different road. No, most of the time, I don't, you know, like, like I said, I, uh, I was, um, I came through West Virginia, I guess about three weeks ago, and I went there. I dread coming through there at 77 because you know you're, you're part of the country. That's not a truck will come. And roads, you know, again, those trucks of uh, that 77 going through there, that's not built for them trucks like that. That road is an old road, and um, even uh, they got to really widen it, and they got to uh, uh, really slow it down because those hills is very dangerous over there in West Virginia. Very dangerous. Oh you goodness, man! Yeah, so I mean, up. those those runaway truck ramps aren't there for decoration. Exactly, exactly. And um, I've, I've seen guys, you know, and, and one of the big things is like Charles, the guys um, they'll rip down that hill, you know, trying to pass another truck. There's no reason to be passing no truck going down the hill. I don't care if you're empty or you uh, loaded, but you got guys that do, you know, because they're, they're trying to see if they can make it down to that curve. But I, again, I throw in, I said, I, all I got is a GED, but I understand physics. It only takes one time for the, the combination, everything just to be right. And then you, you uh, Things would just go south real quick. Yeah. So let me let me ask you: Have, you ever, have you ever taken sixty four east out of Beckley? Yep. Sandstone yeah, Mountain. That, that ain't no truck road either. No. Yep. That ain't no truck road. That's not no truck road. I um I made a mistake one time. I was coming out of um uh what's that thing? You probably know what it um 
you know, you come out of Virginia going into North. It's 77. Um, what's that there? Rock, not, not Rocky Top. Um, oh, Rocky Mountain. Oh, man, yeah, uh, uh, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. No. You know how you come out? Okay, when you come out of um, uh, out of Virginia, uh, damn, I'm trying to get out of brain problems right now. So hope that ain't cool. But the, um, anyway, it's a big hill. What's the name of that damn hill, man? <laughs> but anyway, you got to really go down it real slow, right? Because it's real curvy, and it brings you right out into North Carolina, you know, uh, 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 the state line there. And um, that thing is so dangerous. And you got guys and gals that will race down that hill. And every every now and then you'll see a truck laying over the side out there, man. Like, and there's no reason for that because if you, if you laying over, that means you're going too fast. And what it is, I say, the physics got them. The weight, the uh, the the load shift, and the weight, and the thing again. That's why I tell people, especially on the hills like that, don't ride by a truck because you don't know what's going to tip over. If it tip over, lay on you, you're not going to get out. That's that's that's, that's going to be it. And if I've seen that, them fatalities, that's uh, horrible. Be very mindful because anything can happen. And you got, I'm going to tell you this too, they supposed to be for professional drivers, but you got uh, truck drivers that drive like um, people car got a phone in their damn hand. It's a $2,500 ticket if you get caught with it, but that don't deter any drivers. I've seen drivers had their head buried in the phone driving a tractor trailer like, my God. You can run over a family or something like that. So that's why when you get riding them trucks, please, folks, be mindful. Just think about all. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you the reality. You got guys in them trucks, they be doing things, and everything but driving. And, um, well, that's, I mean, that's, 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 what, that's what I was talking about with Chicago Ray. I mean, he, I mean, you heard how long that clip was. Yeah, he's an idiot. You know, he's a and, and he's sitting. He's, sit, that he's sitting there making videos while he's driving. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I, see, I didn't know that. Okay, now here, here we go again, Rob. This goes back, back to him again. The backstory behind that. Not only the corporations, he might have got a call from the safety department because safety they be monitoring. They see that crap like that, and right then and there, he might. You know what? He might end up getting fired from people whoever he's worked for because safety. That like you said, what I've never even thought of. He he videotaped that. Yes, Robin. He videotaped that. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay, yeah. So he basically he created evidence for safety. The safety department. He might have a termination. That's why he was screaming. Oh no, no, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, he got okay. It ain't a corporation to call him. I bet you. I know this business. The safety department will call you. And what happened is, um, you got folks that are calling your, your tags on your truck or your trailer or your trailer number, or whatever you got on there. They can call up your safety department, whether it's true or not. That's a, that's a, that's another reason that we can. But uh, you can call in, and um, those people they will call you real quick. Yo, we just got a report that you did such and such. And then most of the time, too, you don't have to do that. Go that far. They go to uh, uh, West Virginia DOT, whatever state DOT is. And if you look down the roads. Everybody remember this too. Just look up every now and then. You see the camera sitting up there, looking right at you. Smile. <laughs> you okay in the camera? They, I keep telling people they don't even need logbooks no more because when we're driving a truck, or even when you're driving a car, you're being logged too, just like I am. Sure. The black box in your car is logging you. Mm -hmm. The cameras going up and down the highways logging you, and you know every store business you go into, you're being logged. Cameras is 
everywhere right now. Big Brother is in full force. Well, I, you know, I, you have, have, you ever, have you ever driven across the New River Gorge Bridge? No, I haven't. No. I, I, I'm going to ask you a question, too. Do they allow big trucks? I've seen it. I've seen pictures of it. Do they allow trucks? They, um, is that bridge heavy enough to hold trucks up? I mean, oh, mercy, yes. I mean, that's... Okay, that's, I've never been across that. You know, you, if, you're, if you're coming up 77, you get on 19 at Beckley, and then you take and then and then you take 19 from Beckley to basically Sutton, and that's the link between 77 and then 79 North, which runs north to Erie or south to Charleston. So, uh, so 19, so 19 runs across that bridge, right? Yeah, that's 19. Okay, that's nice. Also, yeah, because you know why we don't hit 19. Most drop if you smart driver, you want to stay on 77. I remember when they was wide in 19, man. I mean, I, I remember the. It, when you when you talk about the uh, particles and all that stuff, I remember one day I was coming down. They was remember they were widening and they blew it up. So we had to sit there about an hour and stuff. And I remember all the dust and everything settling down there. It's, it's been years, but uh, I remember they was widening that road. But nineteen, even as wide as it is, it's not a good road for trucks. You don't run it like they detour you around off seventy seven, and you had to run nineteen. But uh, West Virginia, you you really learn how to drive up there if you uh. You be paying attention, but uh, yeah, I've never been across that bridge. You, you, you know, you know what? You know what I'll do one of these days, Clarence. I'm going to set my phone up and do exactly what I was complaining about with Chicago Ray. Only I won't be talking to it. Mm-hmm. I'll set, I'll set my, I'll set my phone up in my car, and I will drive down Golly Mountain on US 60. That's two lane. <laughs> that is, that's, that's two lane highway with a four, with a 1600 foot direct vertical drop. Uh, into the New River Gorge. Yeah, I, I, and, and, I can imagine. And, that. And, 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 and semis run that all the time. Yeah, well, see what it is, you know, the, uh, the, the thing about it, um, um, if you're doing some consistency, you know, eventually get used to it. And most of the drivers around there are used to because you got, uh, most of the, uh, y'all got the mine trucks out there, them guys grew up around there and stuff like that. But you take somebody, even with my experience, because I, I haven't run those roads back there. It's all new territory. But you got fools who got as much experience as I got. They'll get out there like they've been doing it, you know, every day, all their lives, and then they run into problems. But I had a young lady. She rode with a, a driver out there. I think it was on 19. And they, um, matter of fact, it was a munitions truck, but they wasn't loaded, thank God. But anyway, dude left the road. He rode off. She told me, uh, the driver got killed. She survived it. She got, a. Um, you know, she ended up uh, suing the company, got a couple of dollars. But yeah, they ran off that road over there in 19, you know, while they were constructing it. But, uh, yeah. but um, yeah, you got to be mindful of that, uh, that, uh, those highways with those trucks out there. Please, yeah, and, 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 very, yeah and, and 19 is, 19 is, is not a limited access highway. I mean, you know, there's people just turning on to it. And shit. I don't, I don't blame you for not wanting yeah. to be on it. Clarence, I hope you get to feeling better real fast. Yeah, I hope so too. But I, um, all I can do is I'm gonna ride it out. You know, I'm quarantined. They, they say, but I, 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 I I've been most quarantined for the last twenty years. So <laughs> I don't like I can't put my finger on where I got this. You know, and um, I wish I had it now. The only thing I could pinpoint, I went to a restaurant. Right, I tell you a quick story. I'm gonna give you get it flowing back to you. Went to a restaurant. I'm a Greensboro, and um. I hate to, you know, the stereotype and stuff like that, but it is it is what it is. It's a good restaurant, got good food, you know. Yeah. So the Hispanic brothers, the Hispanic brothers and sisters, 
They get off work, they come in there, get their beers, and everybody order the food because the food's excellent. And then we had uh, a bunch of uh, American, white and black. It tastes one pack, but it was more people in it than usually be in it. And then I heard the ultimate. This guy walking up and down the aisle, hacking and hocking and coughing like, dude, because I talked to the clerk. I said, how is that guy in there doing that stuff like that, man? And uh, so we went outside, but I went back on the food, and I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I said, that might be where I picked that crap up at. That might very well you never know, man. And the thing is, the further yeah. south you go, the more the, the, the more the spread is, because, of course, uh, the, the, maggots oh, down yeah. in, the maggots down in the maggot state think that it ain't even real. Uh, you're, you're so right. You're on point. I was in Dublin, Georgia, down there off of 16 two weeks ago. And not, I'm the only one in there with a mask on. And I remember the sister bit clerk back there said, why are you wearing that mask? I said, because I don't want you to get what I got. I was kind of scared of ass. She jumped back. Yeah, I don't want you to get what I got. <laughs> you know, was it? But I was the only one in that damn that restaurant, man. This is a, uh, a truck stop, very busy place. But you're right down there. They don't even give a damn no more, man. So, I don't know. Well, but anyway, I'm going to sign off and let you uh, shut it down. All right. Well, Clarence, it has been delightful. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you called in. All right. All right. You I'll take care do, of yourself. I'll try man. to do it more often. All right. All right. Well, always enjoy it. You take care mm-hmm. now. Bye. Hey. Our buddy Clarence, not on the road. Instead, dealing with the miseries of COVID and a speedy recovery to you, my dear friend. Uh, I had a note from Matt in San Francisco about the Manila slums. They're no joke, Matt says. As my husband says, you don't know poor until you see the poverty in the Philippines. When I saw it for myself, I had more appreciation of what he was saying. Those folks aren't just poor, they're poo. They can't even afford an R. I'd like to buy a consonant? Yeah, I get it. it it's, it's heartbreaking and horrifying. And it's also on purpose. And I did not get around to the... Uh, we'll save it for Titanic Tuesday. I didn't get around to the sneakers. Uh, Matt wrote in and said, Trump sneakers, Christian Louboutin. The funny thing about the Trump sneaker is the red bottoms. Christian Louboutin have a history of winning lawsuits for trademark infringement from companies putting red bottoms on their shoes because Louboutin owns that shit. And yes, they make sneakers. So Trump trying to raise money to pay for the lawsuits he's lost via the shoes will probably result in him facing another lawsuit. The dumb is strong with that one. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard Cardi B singing about uh, 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 pumps with red soles. Uh, That's for you, Matt. And just once on an absolute lark, One, I would break an ankle and they'd have to come out and put me down on the track like a racehorse if I ever tried to put on a pair of those CFM uh, CFM pumps. Uh, But the other, nope, (laughs) I'm going to have to lose another shoe size. They stop at 11s, Matt, damn it. Um, Does Christian Louboutin make kitten heels? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But that's, that'll, that'll be delightful when Christian Louboutin does sue them. And the simple fact that he went to, and who knew it even existed, right? Sneaker Con in Philadelphia. And if you haven't heard the audio yet, I'm not going to bother with it because, you know, we're way over time. But 
it's so refreshing to hear an entire convention hall full of people who are mostly like Gen X just booing him so hard that his plastered hair blows back like the old Max L ads. And he, he seemed like he was kind of taken aback. And they had the backdrop for him. They had his website for it. And, and even if you ordered them now, you won't see them for six months. None of us are that dumb. And I saw somebody on social media earlier today saying, I wonder how any West Virginia maggots will spend, spend, spend their power bill money on a pair of Trump sneakers. And then somebody piped in, oh, they'll be collector's items. Please, they'll, they'll fall. They'll dissolve in the rain, y'all. And thank you, David. Uh, thank you, David, um, a member of our fraternity of Davids. Thank you, David, for jumping in. Uh, enjoying the show, Robin. Keep the faith. Thank you. So we are down to 515 We are $215 from having last Friday covered. So I guess tomorrow we'll be at 8.15, but we made a lot of progress this evening, and I'm terribly grateful. And, you know, fingers are crossed. Like I said, a nasty-ass Internet bill and a health care premium. <sighs> Girl can hope. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you, Ralphs, and our kind, anonymous Internet friend for the challenges this evening. Thanks to those of you who answered the challenges. Thank you so very much. Thanks to all of you who keep this program going in, and, and all of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you to uh, Roger in the chat room. And thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Head on dot live. Remember, please, if you're listening to the podcast, like each episode Subscribe on a couple of platforms, and I don't know what I don't I, I don't I don't I don't know what Brother Deacon would do if somebody actually wrote a, a lovely little review of the program on any of these platforms. I I think he might spontaneously combust out of sheer joy. You're right, Brother Deacon. This one went by supremely quickly. Can't believe it's already been three hours. I know. Sometimes they just fly by. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20 plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Join the 15% of Americans who had the common good sense to get their booster. I bet, I bet it's a lot higher than 15% in the Horn Family Community Congregation because we are smart. Get your flu shot. We're not out of out of the woods yet. Get your RSV vaccine. Get your check in on whether you need to get your pneumonia vaccine. Vaccines are cool. If you're going to be around maggots, for the love of God, wear your mask. And if you're going to be around groups of five or strangers that you don't know, like Clarence was talking about, wear your mask. It's okay, even if they look at you funny. It's okay. Wash your hands, don't touch your face, use your hand sanitizer, carry it with you, pocket or purse. Maintain your social distance as best you can. 
And look, uh, if Chicago Ray comes to her just saying, leave Trump alone. Avoid Chicago Ray like the plague, because he is. Oh, and thank you to our dear sister Jude. Uh, we we will not be at 8.15 tomorrow. We will be at 7.95. Thank you, Jude. So we are now we're all but $195 funded for last week. That's amazing. Thank you, Jude. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Later. <laughs>